Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to three hours of the very best Am I the Jerk stories from this year. Let's get going. Am I the jerk for not giving my nephew my dog? My sister moved in with me and my partner six years ago when my nephew, Jaden, who is now 11, was five. She was going through a really rough breakup with Jaden's father and needed support. She started dating Steve about two years ago and they just recently moved in together. About a year after they moved in, I adopted a husky mix named Flynn. My nephew loves Flynn to pieces. Flynn is a very well-behaved but active guy. We have a fenced-in yard for him and we also take him for two walks a day. He was kennel trained as a puppy while we were working on potty training. But now that he's older, we never lock him in his kennel. The door is just open with his dog bed and toys in there so he can lay in there as he pleases. Here is where our issue started. My sister and Jaden just moved in with Steve. Jaden was really sad to be leaving our home, but we tried to make plans so he could come back and visit whenever he wanted and encourage him to give Steve and their new family a chance. Jaden asked me if he could take Flynn to his new house. I was very sympathetic and had a serious conversation with him about it, but I told him the answer would have to be no. Steve is afraid of big dogs. He always avoided Flynn while visiting in our home and would make comments about keeping him in his cage. Also, as much as my nephew loves Flynn, he was never responsible for his care in any way, and I don't think he understands how much responsibility it takes. I thought that was the end of the story, but I recently got a phone call from my sister, furious that I wouldn't let Jaden have his dog. She said that Steve wanting to kennel the dog wasn't a deal breaker and I was just being selfish. I explained to my sister that Flynn needs a lot of exercise. We have a large fenced in yard. She does not. We take him for multiple walks a day and we never keep him locked in his kennel. At this point, he's five years old. He hasn't been locked away in his kennel since he was a puppy potty training. She argued with me that he would only be in the kennel until Jaden got home from school and overnight, so the majority of the day, and that she'd make Jaden walk him. I told her that I was sorry, but Flynn is my dog and I'm not budging. She told me that I'm not welcome in her home anymore and that I'm no longer allowed to see my nephew. This is not behavior that's normal for my sister and it's made me wonder, am I the jerk for not just giving my nephew you my dog no you're obviously not the jerk you literally said it right there it's your dog you can do with it as you please yeah look obviously it's tough for Jaden having this dog removed from his life but still he can come and visit anytime he wants the dog's not going anywhere and also it's not as if your dog would have a better life with your sister's family in fact it would probably be a lot worse at the end of the day you know how responsible you need to be for Flynn and he's your dog no you're not the jerk Am I the butthole for leaving my best friend and his friends stranded in an unfamiliar city? 
So, for background, my best friend has gotten into going to these Spartan races. Now, Spartan races are pretty much just endurance races with obstacles. He and a small group of his friends have started going to local ones, but recently heard about one in another state they wanted to go to and compete in, but they didn't have anywhere to stay. So, they asked me if they could borrow my truck and trailer. I have a tow-behind camper for the weekend. I said no. I wasn't comfortable with them taking my truck and trailer, but that I would drive them and the camper to their events. We made the three-hour trip and set everything up in the area where the race was taking place the next day. I have a habit of leaving my keys on a hook next to the door to my bedroom in my camper. Remember this. Come nightfall, I went to take a phone call outside and ended up wandering around the grounds for over an hour. When I got back to the camper, the door was locked. And I was told by my best friend's older friend through the window that there wasn't enough room for me in my trailer so i reached for my keys to unlock the door but i realized i'd left them inside the camper on the hook in my room so i called my best friend from outside and all i was told was sorry bro nothing i can do so i ended up sleeping in my truck that night which i'd fortunately left unlocked by accident their race began at 8 a.m and at 7 they came meandering out of the trailer and woke me up No apology, by the way. While they were in their race, I hooked my truck back up to the trailer, closed and locked everything, and waited until just after they finished and had started walking back to the trailer. Think really wide open field. When I saw them coming, I started the truck and drove off the property with them chasing behind. I made the three hour trip back home, declining call after call. When I finally got home, I finally took my best friend's call. He started yelling at me saying why would you do this we have no way home now i just said sorry you shouldn't have made me sleep in my truck after i did you this solid he told me that there were better ways to handle this than by leaving them in an unfamiliar city with no way home i think he ended up calling his dad to come and get them is he right was there a better way to handle this i felt justified until he said that i'm kind of doubting my decision now so am i the butthole okay look maybe there was a better way to handle this but i also think this was so good and so justified you did them such a solid by driving them three hours there promising to drive them three hours back and giving them a place to stay for free and they just threw it back in your face not even letting you sleep in your own camper that's insane you know what the more i think about it there was no better way to handle this you did exactly the right thing they threw it back in your face and you're out of there good stuff and also if they're spartan warriors then really they should be running home. You know, it's all part of the program. Am I the butthole for not giving my son part of his trust fund early because he refuses to sign a prenup with his fiance? Some background. I have four kids. My eldest John, who is 27 years old, was with my first wife, who died when he was five. I eventually remarried and got two stepdaughters, Lisa, who is 25, and Anne, who is 18. Then my second wife and I had Mike, who was a 13-year-old boy. My wife and I made sure to give them comfortable lives. When John and Lisa graduated from university, we gifted them condo units. We'll do the same when Anne and Mike graduate. Also, all of them have trust funds that will be released when they turn 30. I'm quite proud of my kids. John and Lisa graduated from top universities. John has a high-paying job as an engineer, while Lisa pursued a master's degree in business while she worked in marketing. Eventually, she started her own marketing consulting firm while being a part owner of a spa. John recently got engaged to his girlfriend of two years, and they want to get married by the end of this year. She seems nice. 
However, she doesn't earn as much as him. My son spends a lot of money on her, on dates and expensive gifts. I understand that it's his money and he can spend it however he wants. She's also moved in with him in the condo that I gave him. And as far as I know, she doesn't pay her share of utilities and association fees. And now, John is asking to get part of his trust fund so he can use it for the wedding since his fiance doesn't have much money to contribute. Now, here is where I might be the butthole. I told him I'd release part of his trust fund early if he draws up a prenup with her. He got angry and told me I was being unfair because I released half of Lisa's trust fund last year to help put up her business. He told me that I was playing favorites. I told him that Lisa did something worthwhile with her trust fund. And while a wedding is worthwhile, I told him it doesn't seem safe to use his fund for a wedding for a girl who doesn't bring much to the table. I told him that I just wanted him to have some security by drawing up a prenup. He got angrier and said I was implying that his fiance is a gold digger. My wife and the rest of the family refused to take sides. So guys, am I the butthole? Okay, interesting one. For me, I think that you are the butthole here, OP. I'm sorry, just my opinion. Now, I do think that you're well within your rights to not give your son half of the trust fund. I I think that's absolutely fine because ultimately the trust fund's been set up to be released when they're 30. They're not 30. It's your money until that point, I think. That's kind of okay, in my opinion. But the reasons you've given for not giving him the money are so bad. Like the fact that you've given Lisa money for something that you think is worthwhile, but then not giving your other son money for his wedding because you're not quite sure about the woman that's not really your call to make i'm sorry and also the fact that you said that she doesn't bring much to the table is just downright rude like who really cares it's up to john isn't it it's not up to you i guess i'm saying that suggesting the prenup is okay and not giving the trust fund money early is okay but the reasons for doing that are really rude am i the butthole for making sexy poses while my neighbor kept recording me for no reason My dad passed away recently and he left me, a 26-year-old man, and my sister, who was 31, his house. It's super unkempt, so I've been doing lots of yard work outside in the mornings. I'm out there watering the grass in the mornings and evenings. Every single time I've done this, the neighbor right next door, who's like this older granny, comes out to her porch and straight up watches me without even hiding it. I introduced myself to her once and told her that me and my sister are the new owners after my dad passed, but it was obvious that she didn't want to talk. Next thing, she started coming outside with her phone pointing the camera right at me. I'm like, is there a problem? She says there's no problem as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to. I asked her, why is she recording me then? She asked, what's the problem with her recording if I'm not doing anything wrong? It's just so freaking weird. I didn't even know how to respond in that situation. As soon as I finished up to go back inside, she went back inside her house too. And this happens every single day that I'm outside watering the grass. It's always the same excuse that she wants to make sure I'm not doing anything else or if I do, it's on camera. So yesterday, I got fed up and decided to do something different. When she came out with her phone, I stuck my butt out and put my hand on my hip, looking right at her. At first, she was like, what the frick? But then she got really mad when I started wetting myself with the water hose and touching my neck while literally looking directly at her. 
Was it stupid? Yeah, but she put her phone away and started cussing me out instead for being a pervert My sister told me later on that she came to the house when I was at work talking about me sexually harassing her Making poses in provocative ways My sister knows she's a pain in the butt since she probably has nothing better to do with her time But she still says I shouldn't have stooped to her level making her uncomfortable right back I feel like i'm right on this one and it wasn't even that bad It's not like I was grabbing my balls or anything, but I also can be dumb sometimes So I don't know you guys tell me was I a butthole? Hey, look if someone's filming you without permission on your private property, then you can do whatever you want my friend So making silly poses sexy poses. Hey be my guest if anything she's the pervert for recording you you're just doing your own normal poses on your own land having fun and she's the one that's got a camera out who's the real pervert granny yeah answer me that am i the butthole for going home after i got told to sleep on the floor i'll preface this by saying that my husband has a friend carl who he considers to be one of his closest my husband sometimes calls carl his nicotine because of how much he misses him and wants to spend time with him they do everything together they're even co-workers working the same job unfortunately carlos's wife passed away from cancer three months ago which caused him to distance himself my husband felt devastated for him he recently started spending more time with him and brought him meals and new clothes we planned a three-day vacation to another state i made a hotel reservation for two but unbeknownst to me my husband had invited carl to come with us this made me upset because it spoiled the entire vacation i'm not trying to be dramatic I only found out when he went to pick him up. I sucked it up after my husband explained that Carl is a recent widower who's been wallowing in grief for so long and needed this vacation. The problem is money is tight. And since Carl hasn't worked ever since his wife passed, he couldn't pay for his own room and we didn't have a budget for it. My husband said we should just share one room. And I again sucked it up since he said we'd be out all day on the beach anyway. First night, I was in bed when my husband and Carl got back. I got woken up by my husband telling me to get out of bed and sleep on the mattress he put for me on the floor and that he and Carl would take the bed. I asked if he was serious and he asked what else is he supposed to do? He said Carl was a guest. We can't let him sleep on the floor. And at the same time, I can't share a bed with Carl while he, my husband, sleeps on the floor. I told him I didn't sign up for this, but he told me to suck it and try to pull the Carl is a widower card. I told Carl to get out then got up and got dressed to go home My husband started yelling at me calling me irrational, but I wasn't having it I left the hotel and traveled back home Carl didn't say anything when he saw me leave except that I was making this non-issue an issue When they got back my husband refused to even talk about it But still said I ruined this for Carl and us and acted abhorrently and disgustingly I admit Carl is struggling and I might have ruined this for him but I didn't even know he was coming. Okay, listen, I understand it. He is recently widowed and that's horrible. I get that. However, there's limits to it, isn't there? And I feel bad saying this because obviously Carl is going through a lot right now. But come on, your wife's booked a holiday for you too and you just out of nowhere bring along a plus one and then say to your wife that you have to sleep on the floor because Carl's getting the bed. Like, what? No, that's way too far. Am I the butthole for telling my husband it's time to hash things out with my mum? I know this is going to sound weird, but I'm really struggling with it. So my husband and my mum don't get on like at all. They fight constantly. 
Admittedly, mum is the one who usually starts it, but my husband also escalates and refuses to let it go every time. It's exhausting for the entire family, and they don't even fight over something worthy, they just nitpick each other's words. My husband has told me many times that the solution would be that he stops going with me over to mum's house. I refuse this, because it's not practical, nor is it fit for long term. Besides, I don't feel comfortable attending family functions by myself like I'm single. My suggestion is for him to try to ignore her at least, and he said he would try. On Mother's Day dinner, mum noticeably started commenting on my husband's mother, implying that she hated her children and isn't proud to be a mum just because she refused to celebrate with them. My husband wanted to respond, but I whispered to him to let it go and stay calm, and he did. He still looked visibly upset, but he didn't say a word, which made me think that my solution might have worked. But I was wrong. Once we got home, he followed me to the bedroom and said, listen, I am never ever going back to that house ever again after all the trash your mum's done. I sighed and didn't say anything until he started throwing a fit about me watching my mum insult his and not wanting him to react. I snapped and told him he was acting childishly. He asked how, and I told him by giving out threats and saying he won't go with me to my mum's house again. He tried to make excuses, saying my mum created the situation, and he tried to put all the blame on her. I told him he's no saint either. He has his moments and has a habit of letting things get this far. He said that I was the one who let things get this far by not setting my mum straight. I told him his problem is with her and that it's time that they hash things out once and for all, just him and her. He sort of looked like I just offended him and told me I was wrong because this is my mum and it's my job to pull a stop to her shenanigans and get her to understand that he was sick and tired of her BS. I told him he's an adult. Why should I defend him while he hides behind me? He was like, okay, okay, okay. Don't get involved in the problem, but don't tell me how to deal with it. Then he walked out and stopped talking to me. He even took the couch, which made me think he was punishing me for something I didn't do. So, am I the butthole? All right, OP, let me try and work this out quickly because I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm struggling. On the one hand, you're telling your boyfriend not to argue with your mother, all right? That's clear. Then on the other hand, you're saying, why do you want me to stand up for you? It's between you and my mum. So what's he supposed to do? Just sit there and take it permanently? Have someone just in front of you abusing your mother, saying she must not love her kids because where is she? And you just sit there and take it? Like, come on, that makes no sense. I'm sorry, but if that was me in this situation, first of all, I definitely wouldn't be with someone who couldn't realize that their mum was being a massive dick sorry but she really is in this in this spot and then second of all i wouldn't just sit there and take it i mean i would at first look i'm all for being polite but there's a limit when someone is just abusing your mum to your face no i'm not gonna sit there sorry yeah op you're the butthole for telling your husband that he should have done that am i the butthole for getting upset and telling my dad his girlfriend didn't buy me a starbucks drink I am a 17-year-old girl, and I've been living with my dad and his girlfriend of two years, and her daughter, who is 13, for a couple of months now, while my mum is visiting my sick grandfather in Sweden. I've only ever stayed at my dad's on weekends before, so it's been hard getting used to living with his girlfriend and her kid full-time. The kid is super whiny and pretty spoiled, because my dad's girlfriend dotes on her. So I usually just stay in my room today Dad's girlfriend was taking her daughter on a special outing because she passed a math test 
and my dad suggested that I go with them for a girl's day out. I wanted to say no, but I knew that he wanted me to get to know his girlfriend and girlfriend's daughter better, so I agreed. He gave his girlfriend $300 to spend during the outing. We spent the day going in and out of stores my dad's girlfriend's daughter liked in the mall complex. My dad's girlfriend ended up buying her a load of clothes, makeup, and other stuff I don't remember. On our way back home, we stopped at the Starbucks because her daughter wanted a drink and some cake pops. Dad's girlfriend ordered a drink for her and her daughter and two cake pops. I asked her if I could get something and she said she ran out of money and she'd get you something next time. When they got their order, I asked if I could have one of the cake pops and my dad's girlfriend said that it was her daughter's treat for hard work and it would be wrong for me to take one since... You didn't do anything that deserved being rewarded. I'm not gonna lie. I was pretty upset when we got home My dad saw their drinks and asked where mine was I told him that I wasn't allowed to get one because I don't deserve it His girlfriend got upset and said that I was twisting her words and her daughter just said I was being greedy and was jealous of her Look, I know i'm not entitled to a drink or a cake pop But I also don't think it's wrong to be a little annoyed so am i the butthole op you are well within your rights to be annoyed here your dad gave his girlfriend 300 and she couldn't even afford to get you a drink at starbucks yeah that is entitlement 101 and by the way you were entitled to a drink or a cake pop it's your dad's money i know he gave it to his girlfriend but come on you're there with them and it's your dad she can't get you one drink at starbucks are you joking ridiculous you know what i'd probably be annoyed if your dad's girlfriend didn't offer to buy you a piece of clothing at the least you know 300 dollars of your dad's money and you're not even getting a piece of clothing on top of that a drink wow you're definitely not the butthole that is clear to see am i the butthole for posting a relative's nudes in the family group chats kyle a 22 year old man is a distant relative well he's actually my stepdad's cousin's kid I've never really been around him much though, just the odd family get-together. We hadn't seen each other for a while, but we did at a wedding a few months ago. He got drunk and kept hitting on me, saying how hot I was and how he'd love to get to know me better. I rolled my eyes and kept trying to get away from him, but he kept following me about throughout the day. Later on, he made someone give him my number and then he kept on messaging me. I complained to my stepdad, who shrugged it off. Some people even thought it was cute or funny, which just encouraged him to act more outrageous. A few days later, he started sexting me and sending nudes. What's worse was people who were at the wedding would tease me like it was some grand joke. About a month or two later, I had finally had enough, and so I sent... Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host everyone who had mocked me one of kyle's nudes family making fun of me and kyle in the group chats kyle nude aunt who thought we'd make a cute couple kyle nude his parents who had raised him to be a terrible person 
Kyle nude plus lewd texts. My stepdad even received a printed picture on his pillow. Amazing how many people I could find via group chats and various social media and others that I had phone numbers for. I've had a few family members telling me off, telling me how gross it was sending them nudes of Kyle and how I invaded his privacy. Although the younger generation of cousins has taken to posting memes about him, such as when there's a family reunion and you can't decide which of your cousins to bang or edited versions of his pictures, such as a small leaf covering his bits. Now, before we answer the question, guys, as to whether OP is the butthole in this one or not, they've actually left a couple of updates down below their post. First edit. Try to block him, but he keeps creating fake accounts and contacting me on different areas of social media. I've already told him off for hitting on me, only to receive a nude of him saying, bet if you had a taste, you would like it. I was just fed up with the mocking, the messages from people making fun of me and him, and him hitting me down. It was tiring. I began to dread my phone message sounds, to the point where I turned the phone off and went walking around for the day without it. I know it's extreme to send news to everyone, but it shut them up about how we should go out and how I should give Kyle a chance. And then the next update, yes, Kyle has stopped sending me nudes. My cousins found out about it and started making fun of him. His stepbrother changed his ringtone to Sweet Home Alabama and he changed his morning alarm to the sound What are you doing, stepbro? just to annoy him. Kyle did have a rant on my voicemail saying that I'd ruined him and how much of a female dog I was. Well then, a very interesting post to start off today's episode. Uh, In my opinion, OP is not the butthole. But honestly, I actually think it's quite close. Guys, before you even hear what I've got to say about this and my reasoning behind it, um, please do pause the video, go down to the comments and comment your thoughts. Don't get, you know, influenced by me. I want to hear your raw ideas before I say what I've got to say. All right, you done that? Nice. Thank you. Anyway, um, interesting one. Really, really interesting because I totally get why OP's done it, right? No one's really listening to her. It's a horrible thing getting sent unsolicited nudes, especially from a family member. Like that is absolutely disgusting. What's even more disgusting genuinely is the fact that none of her family are taking this seriously they're all accepting it and ultimately making a joke out of it that is horrible i don't get that at all so i kind of see why op has kind of been pushed down this path and her last resort is to actually just send the nude to people to make them understand how horrible this is and that they really shouldn't be making a joke about a disgusting family situation like this look ideally you wouldn't want to be sending nudes of someone else obviously um and in some countries i think in england that is classified as revenge prom so probably might be illegal i don't know if it is where op is but you've got to be a little bit careful with that but also people are making jokes about you because you received an unsolicited nude sorry i wouldn't want that either i'd want that to stop i get why you did it now moving on to our second post am i the butthole for telling another gym member to wear a bra i a 25 year old woman freaking hate wearing bras They're uncomfortable, constricting, and expensive. With work from home, I spent the last year and a half basically never wearing a bra, and I got used to it. Quite frankly, my boobs are non-existent anyways. I recently started going to the gym again and started working out braless. I should note that up until now, no one has ever pointed out anything wrong with me not wearing a bra. However, in the middle of a set of squats, yes, mid-squat, a guy comes up to me, taps me on the shoulder to get my attention, and tells me that my nipples are poking through my shirt. I get really irritated, because why the heck is this guy staring at my nipples in the first place? 
and then stopping me mid-set to inform me. I get really annoyed, try to finish my sets, but then this effort literally grabs the bar as I ascend and re-racks it for me. He claims it looked like I was having trouble with the last rep and that he'd come over to make sure I could do it then notice my nipples. I'm really freaking annoyed at this point and I told him I didn't need his help finishing my set and why the F was he looking at my chest in the first place? He said he was going to spot me but then notice my chest and thought it would be inappropriate. What a load of BS. I pointed out that the safety bar was set so even if I did fail the set, he wasn't needed but he just insisted that people at gyms look out for each other and that going forward, I should probably wear a bra so that other people wouldn't get uncomfortable and that it may help me stay more balanced in my squats. Sorry, well, that makes no sense. I'm literally the only girl at the weight section of the gym at the moment and other guys who were squatting and failed sets never have to worry about this rubbish. I've seen guys fail multiple sets in a row and no one ever rushes to their aid, but I have a very slight pause and everyone thinks I need rescuing. So I'm now really annoyed and also kind of uncomfortable that this guy I've never spoken to in my life thinks he's helping me and then has the audacity to tell me how to dress. So I tell him, you have bigger boobs and nipples than I do. Maybe you should wear a bra so people won't get uncomfortable and you won't fail your squats. He then got really defensive, saying he was just trying to help, then called me a female dog. Honestly, I'm not sure if I overreacted, but I'm still kind of annoyed, so maybe that's clouding my judgment. Anyway, am I the butthole? Now, this one is 100% an obvious no for me, guys. No way is OP being the butthole. That guy is coming over with the most BS excuses I've ever heard. It's pretty obvious that he was just staring at you, right? I mean, it's pretty clear that he is not trying to help you, That is just an obvious lie. I don't really know what his actual intention was here unless it was literally just to tell you to change what you're wearing. But yeah, not your place, mate. Not your place at all. But OP has actually given us a little update to this story, which adds a little bit more information. Let's get right into it. Updates. Am I the butthole for telling another gym member to wear a bra? I finally did start wearing bras again. And not at all because of this incident, but because I'd been dealing with depression that made me not really try and get dressed in general, not just at the gym. And dressing for success has been a small way to try and get myself back into a better mental place. Anyways, that guy from the previous post goes to the gym roughly the same time I do, most days. So unfortunately, I did have to see him again even though I really wanted to grab his bar out of fake concern while he was squatting, I mostly ignored him. Until two days ago. I was deadlifting and recording myself to check my form. The guy comes over and says something like, you know sumo is cheating, right? Now, I get this comment a lot, mostly from men half joking, and it's annoying, but I just completely ignore him. He then repeats it a little louder, and I continue to ignore him. I guess he sees that I was recording myself because then he asks if I have an Instagram. I don't post my lifts on Insta and if he could follow me. I keep ignoring him. This is what I'm talking about, guys. It's clear that this guy has some ulterior motives. He's not trying to look out for you or, you know, help with your lift. He's just being a little perv. I'm sorry. Finally, he says something like, See, your form is so much better now that you're wearing a bra. And I freaking lost it again. I screamed at him that he's a disgusting, harassing POS. 
Honestly, I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was admittedly very vulgar and it did get a lot of attention. A worker came over and asked if something was wrong and I said that the guy was sexually harassing me for two weeks and then I asked to speak to a manager. The guy denied it and said he was just trying to help and that I was being sensitive, but either way, the manager asked what was going on and got both our stories. Now, because I'd been recording my lifts, I actually had a video of him where he commented on my bra. So the manager gave him a 30-day ban and told me that if he ever bothered me again to let her know and she would permanently ban him. So I do feel kind of vindicated, but I also feel a little frustrated that just one man actually saw consequences for this kind of behavior towards women in the gym. It is nice to see someone have repercussions for their actions, but it's also exhausting dealing with this kind of thing constantly at the gym, even if it isn't quite as overt. But I guess I'll have to keep calm and lift on. You see, guys, I freaking knew it. I knew there was something going on here. I knew it was fishy. He wasn't just trying to help you out with your lift. What an absolute BS excuse that was. As soon as you go asking for an Instagram, it's so obvious what your intentions are. This guy's just a creep. Sorry. He can't keep himself to himself in the gym. Creepy bloke. What a mug. As for the manager, thank God that she actually stood up for you. I mean, to be fair, does it help that she was a woman? You know, as you say, this stuff, I assume, goes on a lot of the time. And if it was a male manager at this gym, is there a chance that the punishment on this weird, creepy bloke might have been less severe? You know, no threat of a permanent ban? I reckon, unfortunately, that might be the case. This sort of thing definitely goes on more than I realized. Girls, women, comment down below. Does this happen at the gym a lot to you or just in life? I'm really sorry if it does. I kind of imagine that it does. And also, guys, goes without saying, don't be like this person. I know none of you would, but you know, Don't be like this weird, creepy bloke. Just, if you're gonna go up to a girl, at least be nice to her. Don't do this rubbish, please. All right then, now moving on to the final Am I the Butthole post of this episode. Am I the butthole for dancing half-naked in my living room, leading to my boyfriend and his family seeing me? This is so, so, so embarrassing, but I can't take it anymore. I have to know if I'm in the wrong here. I need to apologize if so. I, a 21-year-old female, was told by my boyfriend, let's call him Nate, who's 26, that I'd get the house to myself for the weekend. He said he had to go visit his parents to take care of a property-related issue. I was pretty excited to have the house to myself because I'd been living with Nate since I was 19 and I miss living alone, though Nate is the love of my life and in no way a trouble to live with. I had this tradition of spending a lot of my weekends baking while in my lingerie. I don't know, it makes me feel pretty. Yes, I know it's stupid, but it just makes me stupid happy. With music and dancing. Super embarrassing to admit, but I also do silly things like pretending I'm a Victoria's model or a singer and I sing along, loudly. I mention this because this means the house is usually a mess. My dresses are all over and the music is super loud, which is obviously not okay. Now, I hadn't done that in a long time because Nate hates loud music and he's not a fan of my cupcakes. So I decided to do it on this weekend. It's a Sunday and I put on What a Feeling by One Direction and it's super loud. I'm only wearing lingerie, the victorious kind so it's lacy as anything, which I regret so much looking back. Ugh. Now my boyfriend used his key to open the door and I didn't hear him come in because like I said, it's loud in the house and I'm also in the kitchen living room area. Apparently he wanted to surprise me. Nate brought his mum, dad and his sister's two kids. They're about 10 years old, I think. 
They come in and there I am frozen in a dance pose like an idiot I quickly ran to our room yelling sorry wasn't expecting anyone putting on clothes when nate came in He was so angry He said I was acting like a child and that i'd embarrassed him His parents wanted nate to drop them back as soon as possible refusing to stay And his mum called me a lot of names saying the kids had seen everything and that made me feel really guilty Now here's where i'm losing sleep over this on the one hand. I didn't know they would come in I locked the door too. So I feel like I didn't do anything wrong I planned on cleaning up my mess before nate came back as well Also, nate and his mum insulted me a lot But when you look at it from their perspective, I was behaving like an immature person The house was a mess. I looked a mess. There were baking supplies scattered. Nate just wanted to surprise me and do something nice. Nate is still not completely talking to me, and I don't know how to face his family. I also know his sister told him to make me behave or something, so I feel like I need to apologize before things get worse. But I can't decide for sure if I'm in the wrong here, so I need your help. Now guys at the top op has also said and this might explain a little bit the quite strong reaction to be fair Nate's family is also really conservative and he was brought up like that as well Someone mentioned I should have added in this. Yeah, fair enough. Also. She's from the us. Okay I mean this one I don't really know if I can give my opinion because if I was your boyfriend in this situation That is the sort of behavior i'd be encouraging, you know having fun doing what you love doing chilling out relaxing going crazy whatever do what you want to do it's your life live it right but you know i'm not nate and you know i'm not a really conservative christian i just am someone that lets people do what they want to do if they're having fun Um, but hey you know that's me you like nate you love him he's the love of your life maybe you knew he'd react like that i don't know it feels pretty weird though like not speaking to someone just because they were having a good time dancing semi-naked i mean not even naked right you still got clothes on Weird one. If that was me in that situation, I'd be applauding you. I'd be saying, yes, keep going. It looks like it's a lot of fun and I'd probably join in. Not gonna lie. Do you have any spare lingerie lying around for me to whack on? That's a bit too far, but you know what I mean. But listen, you lot, that is not the end of this post because OP has provided us with an update. All right, so after reading what everyone wrote, I quickly realized that what Nate did was so, so wrong. A lot of great mums in the comments also helped me understand the fact that even conservative mums, like Nate's, wouldn't react so rudely. It hit me like a wave when I realized what my life had come to. I didn't say anything to Nate about the Reddit post, but he must have figured out that I was upset at him. I was doubting our relationship and pulling away from him. He started talking to me again, and for a day, I didn't really say anything, but I knew I had some decisions to make. I genuinely didn't believe I would get so many responses telling me that I was not the butthole. So this was eye-opening for me. All right, good. Sounds like the Reddit people, the comments down below, are agreeing with me, saying that OP is definitely not the butthole. They're just doing something they enjoy. It's really not that deep. So a few days after I made the post, I told Nate that we needed to talk. I said that I would be staying with my friend until I felt comfortable around him. Nate didn't know what I was referring to, though which just made me angry because how can he forget a fight that big? And I told him I was upset with how he treated me after the whole your family walking in on me incidents. I also mentioned how I shouldn't have to wait for him to be away to dance, bake, or listen to One Direction just because he doesn't like it. He tried convincing me to stay, but I left. I think he knew I wouldn't let this go like the other things. Thanks to you guys. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's exactly what I'm saying. If you like dancing, baking wearing lingerie around the house 
you do that it's your life you gotta do what you want sometimes what are you talking about like if i'm if i'm being completely honest nate i'd be sacking him off yeah sure you love him but if he doesn't let you do the things that you love which by the way are so mundane and everyone does them anyway sack him off get a boyfriend who joins in with you aka me all right maybe not me but someone else who lives in america yeah anyway let's carry on yesterday i asked nate to meet me at a cafe so we could have a conversation about everything that happened nate cried like for the first time ever since i've known him he apologized and told me he messed up and that he would change because he realized his mistakes now i told him i wanted to move out and maybe after a while if he does actually change i'd give us another chance i just needed some space to think about things and so i told him we should take a break from each other for a while nate told me he would talk to his mum as well and that he should have defended me to which i said yeah you should have I actually borrowed direct sentences to explain why he was in the wrong from some comments that were left on the reddit posts because they were so helpful it went better than how i imagined it would go how good is reddit by the way seriously i mean look at this we're improving people's lives here people this is exceptional also thank you thank you doesn't even begin to cover what i really want to say to everyone who helped me and also to the mods who removed a lot of creepy comments oh my god Thanks for sharing your stories about dancing in your underwear as well. It made me feel better to know I wasn't some freak for enjoying those things. I'm going to use some baking tips as well that people left and make cupcakes right now. Actually, because I can. I feel so relieved. And that's the whole point right there. Look, if you want to go crazy, dance around your house, singing, screaming, whatever, go for it. It's fun. When I was at uni in my second and third years, I was fortunate enough to live with some of my very best mates, four of my friends. And us five, we would do some crazy stuff. I mean, I say crazy, similar to UOP. You know, we'd dance, sing loudly, probably annoy the neighbors. And thank God that we didn't live with Nate because he'd been kicked out of the house. That's what would have happened to him. The boring old insert word there get a life nate you're boring loser that's what i'd say to you and your mother i do understand it though from nate's perspective like he's got his very conservative christian family just behind him he's probably like embarrassed for them but as long as he's not embarrassed for himself and he's just embarrassed for them and can you know understand that his reaction was really bad and that he should have defended you or at least not just like randomly stopped talking to you that's very strange and if he is genuinely you know sad and apologizes for what he's done and understands how bad it was then fair play to him at least he's apologize in the first place like i rate that he knows he's in the wrong now good stuff see how it goes don't write it off as you said op he is the love of your life but he doesn't like to dance the one direction so how much of a good boy is he really that's my question am i the butthole for inviting my girlfriend on an expensive vacation and expecting her to pay all of her share i make a lot more than her my girlfriend myself my parents and my brother and his wife all went on vacation in another country a week ago my brother and i were the ones who did most of the planning of the itinerary although we did ask everyone else for inputs for background i make around one hundred and fifty thousand dollars as an it consultant my girlfriend is a teacher making forty five thousand dollars my parents are pretty affluent as well as my brother and sister-in-law my girlfriend knew this trip was coming up and took on a second job waitressing on the weekends for several months to get ready for it we've always split things 50 50 in the two years we've been together there were a few times on the vacation where she did not go on outings with us wine tasting scuba diving etc she also would only eat two meals a day simply stating that she was on a budget my family does favor more high-end expensive places 
My parents though thought it was very strange that she only eats two meals a day Although normally she eats three when we got home I asked her why she skipped out on several of the outings and only ate two meals a day I mentioned how I heard her stomach growling one night and said I was concerned about her having an eating disorder She got teary-eyed and said that three meals a day wasn't fiscally feasible for her And neither were the outings that she chose not to go on She went on three of the six outings She said she wasn't expecting everything to cost so much and that she was overwhelmed She also said she doesn't know if this is going to work long term If she's expected to go on vacations like that with people who make so much more than her I feel bad that I didn't pick up on her discomfort sooner But we did agree to split everything 50 50 and I don't know why she agreed to come if the cost was an issue Um guys not gonna lie. I've done quite a lot of videos now on this subreddit and this guy Hands down is the biggest butthole i've ever come across. I'm sorry I mean, dude, I don't want to like mug you off or anything, but you're earning three times as much as your partner You're still splitting stuff 50 50 to the extent that she is having to get a second job after already being a teacher Which everyone knows is criminally underpaid position to even you know go on the holiday and even on that holiday She's so financially aware of how much stuff is costing that she can't even be comfortable She can't even go and eat with you. She's having two meals a day She's having to starve herself and not go on any of the outings because she's so worried about money and I blame you so what an absolute dick. sorry as always guys leave your comments down below if you think i'm being too harsh fair enough but i'm sorry this guy is up there he really is all right then moving on to our next post uh, i can't actually remember a video that has started with someone being as blatant a butthole as that before but anyway my classmates saved goldfish by releasing them into the ocean I called her an idiot. My classmate recently made a TikTok and she showed a group of people at lunchtime at. They were next to our table, so I overheard the girl say, Hey, look at my TikTok I made. Come check it out. And in it, she explains how she rescued goldfish from the pet store, releasing them into the ocean so they can live free. Oh, well, sorry. What? She, she, what's sorry? What is that? She explains how she rescued goldfish from the pet store and release them into the ocean so they can live free. What what am I reading, guys? I was horrified upon hearing this. I love fish, and I have several aquariums, so I'm fairly knowledgeable on them. I walk over, and I ask her to show me the video, and I facepalmed. She asked me why, and I said, you realize you're actually stupid, right? Like, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Her friend says, well, that's just rude. Why would you say that? Because she cares? To which I had to explain that goldfish are freshwater fish. They can't survive in the ocean because it's salt water. So literally, all of those goldfish were dead in minutes. They basically choked to death as salt filled up their gills. Lastly, you never release animals into the wild. There are goldfish that are destroying our rivers and lakes because of idiots like her. They say that I'm a bully and walk away. I later actually get called into the principal's office who told me I was expected to apologize And I said no, I stand by what I said Screw ignorant people who destroy the environments My parents were called over and I got sent home And my parents are actually angry that I refused to apologize I might end up getting suspended I mean seriously, I mean maybe you were a little bit strong in the way that you were telling this person about You know what they shouldn't be doing and that they were being an idiot, but they were so I don't really get it. You're definitely not the butthole by the way And also like it's clear that you're just way more clued up on the environment and also like, you know fish in general than this person Uh, maybe you could have said like maybe you could have tried to go with like the educational route, but they were just stupid They've killed fish. Let them know they're stupid 
Why not? Daffus can't get suspended for that. Surely that's an absolute joke. Now moving on to our third story. Am I the butthole for calling my sister-in-law a racist after she compared my cooking to making Kung Pao chicken? For some context, I've been married to my wife for roughly 10 years and we're a mixed race couple. I'm Asian and she's Caucasian. Now, I've gotten along with the majority of her family, her mother, brother, sister, but I've always felt like her father and other sister, Sarah, never liked me. I'm a professionally trained chef with 15 plus years of experience, and I work at a high-end Chinese restaurant, a spin-off of a popular one in Beijing in a large US city. My crew and I have won several awards, and I've been explicitly told I'll be the next executive chef. Now, Sarah, my sister-in-law, is also a professionally trained chef and works at a popular upscale French restaurant in the city. She constantly brags about it and, no joke, compares herself out loud to Ramsay and Bourdain. Whenever I'm at my mother-in-law and father-in-law's house and helping out in the kitchen, Sarah always criticizes everything I do. Whether it's chopping, braising, marinating, etc., she always butts in with comments like, Um, I actually think you should do that like this. Now, I've been patient for my wife and sidestepping those comments, saying things like, thanks, but I'll think I'll stick to the way I do it. Things came to a head two weeks ago when my wife, father-in-law, mother-in-law, and I were in her parents' kitchen, prepping dinner for my mother-in-law's birthday. We were running a bit behind, so things were heated, which I kind of like because it reminded me of work. And that's when Sarah walked in. She took one look at what I was doing, scoffed, and said something like, Oh, wow. Okay, so that is not the right way of doing things. It hit a nerve, and I pretty sternly told her to stop criticizing my cooking, and that I'm also a chef like her. She laughed and said, Making Kung Pao chicken at some Chinese restaurant doesn't count. The kitchen went silent. My father-in-law snorted, chuckled, and my mother-in-law said, Sarah, what is wrong with you? I stopped what I was doing, swore at her and called her a racist POS, apologized to my mother-in-law for not being able to stay and left for home with my wife. Apparently, this caused a massive fight after we left with my mother-in-law, brother-in-law, other sister-in-law taking my side and my father-in-law and Sarah saying it was a joke but kind of true and that I was being too sensitive. The extended family somehow got wind of this and now everyone is arguing and taking sides with my wife even getting texts from some of her cousins apologizing for Sarah's behavior. Despite being on my side, my wife is begging me to apologize so that the fighting will stop but I refuse to because screw Sarah and her blatant racism. So, am I the butthole? Absolutely not, OP. 100% no way. But I'm actually not sure it's racist. Yeah, it is completely ignorant of Chinese cuisine on the whole and the way it's made. And it kind of, you know, puts down how hard it is to make Chinese food. But I'm not completely sure it's racist as such. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's not really the point of the story. But saying she's racist because she said all you do is make Kung Pao chicken. Well, you kind of do. You work in a Chinese restaurant, no? It's kind of like me saying all you do is make burgers if you worked in a kind of like American style restaurant. I don't think that's racist, is it? I might be wrong there, but um, let me know. But yeah, as I say, it definitely is ignorant. Um, Funny story, I've been to a restaurant in the Shard in London. It's a Chinese restaurant and the food is unbelievable. It definitely doesn't take like five minutes to make. It is not fast food. It's not mass produced. It's incredible. It's so nice. And I know they spent ages doing it in the kitchens and it's Chinese food. So it's definitely ignorant. Not all Chinese food is fast food and a lot of Chinese food is incredibly, you know, hard to make. But 
I don't know it's racist. Let me know. Comment down below. And now moving on to our final post of today's episode. Am I the butthole for telling the truth in the wedding toast? Oh my God, that is going to be good. I am a 30 year old male and my best friend got married last week. I just bought a house and my wife is expecting our son in November. So I let him know I was limited in what I could contribute financially, but I did tell him I would try my best. So I went to the bachelor party in Maine. I rented the tux and paid for mine and my wife's dinner at the rehearsal dinner. I also had a gift of $300 that I was going to give them, but we will get to why I didn't end up doing that. His now wife, then fiance, texted me multiple times a day with updates. Fine. I didn't always respond and it got to the point though where if I didn't respond at least once a day I get a call from my buddy I've got a full-time job and i'm redoing some rooms in my house. So I am busy now She texted me for the following reasons one my wife was not allowed to talk about our pregnancy at all She didn't want anyone to focus on that more than her the bride She was not going to order special food for my wife No one asked her to my wife was fine with whatever she was going to be served by the way I was not helping the groom enough. He had to help the bride her with favors seating charts and programs So I had to help him with those things according to her She also said to get ready to help with thank you notes after the wedding next She said if I was a true best man, I would offer to pay for the bar bill I don't even know what that means. Sorry. You'd offer to pay for the bar bill of a whole wedding as a best man That would never happen. That's thousands of really fifth She had to read and approve my speech before the rehearsal dinner and wanted to be included as much as my buddy What the hell she told me to make up things if I had to Sorry, what I was also not allowed to include anyone but the two of them and no inside jokes or stories about my buddy that didn't include her. That's the whole point of a best man's spit. What is going on here? And finally, her last text said to tell my wife to keep it together and not make a pregnancy scene during the wedding. Also, she wanted her to choose a dress that downplayed her pregnancy as much as possible. How insecure is this person? I was just so aggravated. I spoke to my friend to see if he could reason with her. He told me just to play ball on this one. It's her day and to cut him a break because he'd be dealing with her nonsense for the rest of his life I was annoyed, but I calmed down if he is already admitting That he's gonna have to deal with her for the rest of his life. That's not a good start Is it my god the day of all the bride and my buddy do is scold me berate me and bark orders I head down to the bar for a drink the bride's mother is there and warns me not to get drunk because I've ruined her daughter's day enough That was the final straw. I didn't give them the card with the cash and in the speech I used my friend's exact wording about having to deal with her nonsense for the rest of his life. Oh My god, I wished him the best and told him i'd always be there for him Especially during the divorce am I the but oh my that is unbelievable Okay That one takes the cake Boys and girls, that one takes the cake. I mean, honestly, let me know because I don't know. What, I don't know. Everyone in that story uh, I could have done better and did some pretty horrific things. I mean, I was completely siding with the bloke who wrote this for the majority of the story. Like, obviously, what these people are asking of you is unbelievable. So there's not even any need to even you know discuss that. It's ridiculous. But you've you have then just ruined their entire day. 
with that speech and i get that obviously you felt bad about everything that was happening to you and being forced upon you and being asked of you and i completely get that that's absolutely fine but then to go and ruin their day and say that as a best man you cannot wait for the divorce and that you'll be there for your buddy when that happens that's too much as well i actually think that is worse than everything that they've done because you've ruined their wedding day one of the best moments of anyone's life am i the butthole for requesting a refund settle the debates my boyfriend thinks i'm a mini karen We've been doing our house up for a year. It was a massive project that we knew we wanted to do and want to continue buying houses and then doing them up and selling them. We were waiting on a delivery for gravel as we've just redone the driveway. We booked and paid for a specific day for the delivery to come. My boyfriend took the day off that specific date as it was several tons of gravel to shift. I had to phone up on the day of the delivery to find out where it was. Only to be told it wasn't going to be there that day. The delivery was happening the following day, but it only half turned up. So I had to phone up again to find out where the rest was. It was delivered on the third day. So here we are, annoyed that my boyfriend has had to take two extra days off work and to find out we haven't enough. So we need to order more. It's a very specific gravel that you can only get a certain mix of at this one company. I sent an email to the company with my complaints only for them to brush over it. And their customer service was absolutely appalling. I ordered the next lot begrudgingly. We book and pay for a specific delivery date. The date comes and goes. The delivery is a week late, but we haven't been told this. The late delivery dates are found out by me contacting them, not them letting us know. I've asked for a partial refund of the second delivery as we've had poor customer service twice now and late delivery dates both times. This has resulted in my boyfriend taking days off that he shouldn't have had to. Now, my boyfriend says that I'm being a Karen for asking for a refund, but we didn't get the service we paid for. So guys, am I the butthole for wanting and requesting a refund? All right then, guys, this is where you come in. Before I even start to give my opinion, please do leave your comments down below. Do you think OP was a mini Karen? A Karen, a butthole in general in this story? I think it's a quite obvious one, to be honest, but I'll let you say your thoughts quickly and then I'll get on to mine. For me, there's no way you were a Karen in this story. You ordered the service and yeah, you did eventually get the whole delivery, but at what cost? The time that it must have, you know, taken up of your boyfriend, of you even, the stress of not being able to go into work and do your job because you're waiting for a delivery that doesn't come or comes in parts and is insufficient nah there's no way you're a karen for requesting a refund there to be fair the company not reaching out to you and saying by the way this delivery is going to be delayed and you just having to take that i'd be wanting a full refund sorry the inconvenience of that is incredible and yes you did get it eventually but come on that's ridiculous now for our second post am i the butthole for not being honest about liking my birthday gifts so my birthday was two weeks ago One of my good friends, Emily, got me a gift that was completely not my taste. It was a really weird looking sundress for a brand I never buy from in a style I'd never wear. I typically dress in a more androgynous tomboy style. I was kind of surprised because she normally gives amazing gifts and has gotten me really cool stuff in the past. But because she's one of my closest friends, I didn't want to hurt her feelings. She included the receipt anyways, so I figured I'd maybe exchange it, although the brand is not what I'd normally buy from. Anyways, I thanked her when she gave it to me, feigned some joy as I opened it, and took it home with me. In my head, I was just happy to have gotten a gift. Yes, it wasn't my style, but it was still thoughtful of her to get me a present. I chalked it up to her, maybe pushing me to try something new, and moved on with my life. Today, we were supposed to get lunch, so I thought I'd wear the dress to meet up with her. 
when i showed up she seemed really shocked and even angry and we had a pretty tense awkward meal together later i got a long angry text from her talking about how disappointed she was apparently the whole thing was a prank she purposefully got me a dress that i'd never buy myself that she knew i wouldn't be caught dead in to see if i'd be a good friend and tell me the truth She'd seen some dumb video on social media about giving people bad gifts on purpose to see if they're honest or not Emily wanted expected me to open her gifts and gently tell her it wasn't what I really wanted and thus pass her test Apparently she was planning on giving me my real gift a vinyl of this band I really like after I told her I didn't like the fake one But since I lied, I didn't deserve it. I'm really taken aback. Like what the f who does that? She called me a butthole for lying to her face about loving it and I just haven't replied to her since I genuinely don't know what to say. The situation is just out of pockets This is really unusual behavior for her or for anyone i'm friends with and I really don't know what to think So am I the butthole? Is this normal? All i'll say on this one obviously apart from the fact that doing this sort of prank is just weird as anything And not to believe those sort of videos you see online that do these silly things If you are really close friends with somebody best friends You don't need to do some silly tests like this to test out if they really care about you or not If you're good mates with somebody it's pretty obvious that there's no need to do this sort of stupid thing I mean seriously put yourself in the situation with one of your close friends If they got you something and they said look this might not be what you normally like but but have a go Please try this on see if you like it um, I thought I'd try something different. Are you gonna say to them? You know what? No, I hate you. This is terrible No one in their right mind would do that doesn't matter if you're best mates with them or not You don't want to hurt someone's feelings unnecessarily. <laughs> I just don't understand the logic here No, of course you're not the butthole op your friend though definitely is and now moving on to our third post Am I the butthole for inviting my sister to live with me across the country after my parents tried to charge her rent at 18 years old? My sister is 18 and she's finishing her senior year of high school. She's finishing remotely My parents decided to start charging her $550 rent plus utilities on her 18th birthday Around this time I went from working at home to returning to the office I offered my sister my spare room that i had been using as an office to live in for free But she was too proud to accept it for free. So I said all right 200 a month since I thought it was ridiculous that our parents were trying to get so much cash off a high school kid. I'm not telling her this since I want to give it as a gift, but I'm going to put the money she gives me in savings for paying for her trade school classes after high school. Anyway, my parents got really mad. They said that I'm moving their high school daughter cross country from New York to Colorado before she's even finished high school. That if she lives in colorado with me She's not going to be responsible enough to actually go to a trade school like she was telling the family She was planning after high school and that I was ruining her future They also worried that the school will have issues with them as parents If their kid is living in a different state and not in the school district during the last bit of senior year I told them that if they wanted to treat her like she's all grown and charge her rent and utilities Then why are they getting mad when she does something like an adult? And she says she can handle things with the school. So let her do that as an adult My parents are really mad at me and say i'm ruining her life Am I the butthole for letting my sister move in with me even though she's still in high school? Sorry, so your parents are angry at you for letting your sister stay with you for free and ruining her life Yet they're the ones that are trying to charge her $550. What's that? 6,000 a year roughly to stay at their own home 
so who's the one ruining their life there? <sighs> Incredible scenes. I have to say, would you rather live somewhere for free or for even $200 a month or $6,000 a month? It's a pretty, you know, conclusive answer there. Imagine your own parents charging you at 18 to live at home. 6K a year. That is mental. And they're the ones accusing you of ruining someone's life? Crazy. And now moving on to our final post of today's episode. Am I the butthole for not talking to my cousin and not going to her wedding over a prank? and potentially ruining her relationship. Okay, so this is much different than it sounds. My cousin, Millie, who's 30 years old, is an ER nurse. Her birthday was a few days ago, and we planned a birthday prank, which was leaving a fake snake on her cake. It was all fun and games, because we do this every year to every family member. Well, apparently this year, Millie didn't want it. So she was pretty annoyed at the fact we did it. Now, a few days ago while I was in school, I got a call from Millie during lunch. I thought it would be her saying she's picking me up. Well, no, it wasn't. Millie proceeded to tell me that my mother had passed away in a car accident. My heart dropped and I felt like puking. My mother and I don't have the best relationship, but I still love her. Millie began to tell me the details of the death and what exactly happened the point i hung up on her and called my mother my mum, who was supposedly at work as a nurse didn't pick up and i landed up running to the bathroom i called my dad bawling my eyes out and telling him what happened he didn't understand what i was talking about though because he just talked to my mum right before i called he made me explain everything and understandably he was fuming he picked me up from school and called my mum in the car just to prove that she was alive and okay That night, my aunt, not Millie's mum by the way, called a meeting at her house and we all talked it out. They all were pretty much disgusted with Millie as she tried to justify her choices, but she did land up apologizing. But I got up and stated that I didn't want to talk to her ever again. Now, Millie is engaged. Her wedding is coming up soon and I was supposed to be a flower girl. I'm 15, but they wanted me a part of it. So now I've pulled out of the wedding, which is what Millie is worried about. She doesn't want people to question where I am and started to yell at me for being petty. My dad took me home and I blocked Millie on everything. Her fiance, who I'm close to because he and Millie took care of me when I was younger, ended up messaging me, asking me to come. I told him, no, what his fiance did was disgusting. He said that while what Millie did was wrong for doing it at school, it was just a prank. I blew up at him. She told me my mother was dead. Freaking dead. I ended up yelling. He sounded generally confused and asked me what the heck I was talking about. I told him what happened. And it turns out that Millie and her mother had lied to him and said that Millie just sent a gory picture to me while I was at school. The next thing I knew is that he left to stay with his mother and apologized to me. I apologized to him because I did call him an idiot while I was yelling. Now, I'm getting blamed for ruining Millie's relationship. I'm still not talking to her or her mother, but Reddit, guys, am I the butthole? I mean, OP, don't get me wrong. What happened to you was pretty disgusting. I'm not going to lie. But why are you even posting this? Like, It's so obvious that you're not the butthole in this situation. Someone said that your mother's dead. And and you've had a bad reaction to that like what do you actually want me to say here? It's a bad thing that you had a negative reaction when somebody called you up and lied that your mother was dead Tragically in a car accident. No, I mean don't get me wrong Yeah, she probably feels quite bad that you're not seeing her or not going to a wedding and all but that's her fault 
for doing the worst prank in history literally taking the meaning of the phrase it's just a prank bro to a whole other level honestly um you know what this this girl millie she'd have quite a good career on youtube back a few years ago she'd probably pop off a couple viral videos and then get cancelled for stuff like this am i the butthole for refusing to let my girlfriend get a dog because it will upset my old man of a cat I, a 30-year-old female, have been with my girlfriend, a 31-year-old female, for three years now. And we recently moved into a nice house in the country. As we are finally living somewhere with a decent-sized garden, my girlfriend wants to get a dog. She's always wanted a dog, and I've said to her that we can get one one day. But not until my cat passes away. My cat, Sparky, is 14 years old, blind in one eye, and he hates dogs. I love this cat. He's my baby, as I would love any animal that my partner and I get together. But is it unreasonable to ask that he lives out his twilight years in peace, eating his favorite foods, curling up by the fire, hogging the bed and watching tennis without getting a new puppy in the mix? My girlfriend says that I'm being unreasonable, that my cat and the new dog will be great friends. But I know Sparky, and he's always either been anxious or aggressive towards dogs. My friends and family say that if I love my girlfriend, I should let her get the dog. Now, I do love her and I'm not against getting a dog. I'm just asking her to wait a little bit until my cat passes away. So, am I the butthole? All right then, guys, this is when you come in. Let me know down in the comments below. Do you think OP is being a butthole or not? For me, it's a tough one, isn't it? Like, you can say that on the one hand, she's being selfish by not letting another dog come into the family. She's got her pet, let her girlfriend have one, that sort of stuff. But I kind of get where she's coming from, you know? The cat is so old, has had bad experiences with dogs in the past, and is 14 now. It's gonna die soon. Let it live its years, let it die peacefully, and then let's get a dog, and we'll have the dog on its own for a while. It's a tough one. For me, it really depends on how long that cat is expected to live if it's just got a few months left or a year maximum then i think that's fine just let it die peacefully if it's got like three four more years then that is being selfish so for me it depends on that and look we also have a nice little photo of the cat i mean the more i look at this cat the more i think to myself just let it live its life out man and then when it's gone we'll get a dog then but guys this story doesn't end there op has actually given us a little update on the situation After another argument with my girlfriend about the dog situation, we asked a friend of ours if we could look after her dog. A very placid, sleepy, and uninterested bulldog for a day while she was at work. So she could see for herself how Sparky would react. And let me say, my girlfriend now understands why I wanted to wait until Sparky had died before getting a dog. Within the six hours that we had the dog, Sparky tried to bite him on the leg. I pulled him away before I could make any contact with him and hauled his butt upstairs away from the dog at that moment. While upstairs, Sparky did nothing but yowl at us and revenge pee on the bed before hiding on top of the wardrobe. While all this was happening, my friend's dog just lay there on the floor of the lounge doing absolutely nothing. Upon seeing what Sparky was willing to do to a dog that wouldn't even hurt a fly, my girlfriend has now agreed that if she wants a dog, then it has to be an outdoor dog, which she does not want, or to just wait until the awful day that Sparky is no longer with us. Krampus is very happy with that plan. Grumpus, Sparky, is now going to spend his golden years lying in front of the fire, watching tennis and Blue Planet on TV, eating lots of treats and sitting on the landing windowsill where he loves to watch the world go by, while casually growling at any dog he sees walk past the house. And he is very happy with this plan. I promised my friend's dog was not hurt. I don't even think that he realized that my cat was planning on attacking him. And Sparky is as happy as a lamb again. No more revenge peeing. 
Well, yeah, there we go. Um, probably for the best then that you just wait a little bit of time before uh, before getting a dog in because with that reaction with a dog that is so calm and peaceful and really not doing anything to annoy the cat at all. Imagine if you got a new pup in who was loud, annoying, untrained. Jesus, um, that house would be like a zoo. So yeah, probably for the best. It's a shame that your cat hates dogs, but some cats do. What are you going to do to them? Nothing. Put them on the step? I don't think so. So I guess just, uh, yeah, wait until it dies. Pretty nice. Now moving on to our next post. Am I the butthole for faking sleeping all night to see if my wife is lying? The past couple of months, my wife has been complaining about our cats. She's been complaining that the cats wake her up constantly and that she's very frustrated every night that she has to get up and open the door for the cats or the cats keep making noises or the cats keep jumping on me. It's got to the point where she started saying she wants me to get rid of them. I told her I've never seen or heard any of this, but she claims I sleep through it all. She kept telling me she was getting less and less sleep and kept acting aggressive, blaming lack of sleep from the cats and that if I didn't get rid of them, she'd leave me. I legitimately started considering giving the cats to my sister until I noticed something. One morning, she claimed she'd gotten up multiple times throughout the night to help the cats. She listed a bunch of times. I thought it was weird because I'd been up until 4 a.m. and she claimed that she got up at 1 a.m. to open the door for them and a few times around 3 a.m. because they were meowing and jumping on me. I was in the bedroom the entire time while she slept and I know none of that happened. Things weren't adding up, so I decided to run a test. I waited until she said she was going to bed. Then I let the cats out of our bedroom, lowered my phone brightness, and faked going to sleep. I just laid there in bed for the entire night, bored, but I definitely didn't fall asleep. I made sure to make timestamps every 30 minutes on my phone through Discord just to be sure. I marked down every noise my cats made. One cat had jumped down from something and made a little sound at 3.18 a.m. And one ate food relatively quietly by the bedroom door at 4.57. Other than that, literally nothing happened. Sure enough, my wife slept from 11 p.m. until 9 a.m. And that morning, she claimed she'd woken up at least seven times to open doors and from cat noises and cats jumping on her. At this point, I was fuming because she was clearly lying to me. I was exhausted and fed up with the lies, so I just bluntly called her out on it. I told her, that's funny, I stayed up all night to monitor the cats and they weren't even in the room at all last night. I've got timestamps and everything. So you've been lying to me and trying to convince me to get rid of my cats? Why? She just sat there, quietly shaking and looking fuming, then got up and left without answering. She came back hours later and ignored me whenever I talked. And when I asked her how I'm the bad guy in this situation, she finally said that I was treating her like a child by lying about sleeping and staying up all night just to see if she was lying or not. And that making timestamps and everything as if I was an investigator was going too far and makes me an obsessive butthole. I did it because she was threatening to make me get rid of my cats or she'd leave me and her claims didn't add up. So... Am I an obsessive butthole? I mean, there's literally no point in me even giving my opinion here. It's so obvious that OP was not the butthole. But like in the first story, OP has given us a nice little update so we can see how this story continued. My wife has been Baker acted. She did not hurt herself, just said something concerning in public. Now, I wasn't quite sure what Baker acted meant, so I looked it up online. 
The Baker Act is a Florida law that enables families and loved ones to provide emergency mental health services and temporary detention for people who are impaired because of their mental illness and who are unable to determine their needs for treatments. I got a call from the hospital this morning asking me to head over for some family therapy. Apparently, she finally wanted to talk. I'll be honest, I'm pretty annoyed at the reason why she's been so hateful towards my cats. It's absolutely asinine. It's nothing that anyone had suggested. She's not cheating. She's not sick, physically or mentally. She's not bored of the relationship and looking for an out. According to her, one of the cats stepped on her laptop and ruined a story she was writing. She's hated both cats ever since. I mean, that sucks, but it's not worth trying to emotionally blackmail me into getting rid of them. I asked her why she didn't just tell me the truth and why she'd been lying and refused to talk about it when I'd asked. Her answer was, because she wouldn't have gotten rid of them otherwise. And she explained that when she saw I wasn't willing to abandon them for her, she took offense and made it a goal to have me pick her over them. Sickening. I don't know why she actually admitted to it all. The woman with us asked me how I felt about all of it. And I just told the truth. I told her it was a nice run, but I'm probably going to want a divorce. I was asked why, and I told them. I've seen a new, hateful, malicious side of her that I want nothing to do with. She was so set on getting rid of the cats over a fan fiction being ruined that she manipulated her husband. I completely agree with you, dude. That's incredible. My wife started shouting at me that I betrayed her and that I'm scum for choosing animals over her. At least cats don't give ultimatums like she gave. It sucks that she's been Baker acted and all, I guess, but it's for the best right now. She'll have time to process it all in a safe environment and hopefully come to terms with it. Bad husband, I know. I'm almost sure I'm going for divorce. I'm very worried about having her in the same house as my cats. I want my cats safe. I don't want to worry about them being harmed or disappearing. Screw that. I guess I'll do what almost all of you in the comments suggested. Keep the cats, rehome the wife. Not how I wanted it to end, but life isn't always nice. If I may, I want to clear up some things from the original post. I did not stare at her all night. We have a mute TV with subtitles playing every night. I subtly watch TV while paying attention to the cat sounds. I'm not allowed to install cat doors, and she won't let me keep the doors open. Apartment rules. Why did I instantly assume she was lying? Well, I'm unfamiliar with mental health and diseases. I know about some diseases, but ones that make you think your dreams happened? Tumors that make you see, hear, remember non-existent things? Sorry, I wasn't aware of those possibilities. So when someone tells me events happened when they literally didn't, I generally assume they're lying. Shame on me. And there we go. Um, Yeah, I'm very sad to see that that story ended the way it did. It's a shame that you couldn't find like a middle ground or anything. And I'm not really sure. I, I couldn't really tell from what OP was saying. Does his wife have a mental illness? Was it a, you know, a tumor or anything like that that was, you know, affecting her sleep and, and was making her think these things happen when they actually didn't? Or was it just genuinely she hated the cat? Like, I, c- I couldn't really get it from the end. I thought it was that the cat ruined her fan fiction, but maybe it was something a little bit more serious. I'm not really sure, guys. Let me know in the comments down below. Overall, uh, yes, OP was definitely not the butt i mean you could say why would you not choose a woman your wife over cats but the cats have literally done nothing wrong and it's the wife that's done so much wrong making up loads of stuff again if there's something that's actually like mentally wrong there then fair enough i take it all back but i don't think there was i don't really know why it was even mentioned to be honest it just seems like she was very angry at some cats for no real reason also save your work 
yeah if you're writing your fanfic on a word document click save and then even if the cat you know breaks or whatever you've got the backup it's not that deep is it come on it's 2021 save your stuff kids am i the butthole for not treating my wife like an equal parent by telling her she has no say in the way i bond with my son and also calling her homophobic when i a 37 year old man was 17 i got my then girlfriend who was 16 pregnant with twin boys Her parents didn't want the babies to ruin her future So they said that I had to either take them or give them up for adoption because she was not raising them I wanted to give them up but my parents told me not to for the first seven years of my boys lives I didn't act like a father and was more like a big brother They knew I was their father, but we never bonded like father and sons when I was ready to move out I wanted to do it without them But my dad let me know it was my responsibility. So I had to take them. I didn't want to at first, but i'm glad it happened Then we started bonding as father and sons. I started loving them and their love for me increased I remember the three of us would sit on the couch to watch movies one on my left one on my right while I wrapped my arms around them They put their heads on my chest and I often kissed their forehead. We've been doing this since they were seven I met my current wife five years ago. My kids were 15 We married three years ago after we welcomed our daughter a four-year-old now Now my wife saw me doing this with my kids when we watched movies and never said anything My kids are no longer living with us because they left for college But they come to see me every now and then my boys are now 20 But they still like to put their heads on my chest while I wrap my arms around them They do it every time they visit and i'm watching tv my son liam visited me two weeks ago He came out to me as gay and introduced me to his boyfriend I don't care how my kids live their sexuality or who they love. I love them no matter what I just want them to be happy and I don't feel any different And it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable to hug them or kiss his forehead But it seems that my wife is a little uncomfortable My son visited me again last wednesday since he was here two weeks ago This is the first time he's been officially out with us. I was watching red with my daughter. She was on my left Then my son liam arrived. He was tired and sat on my right He put his head on my shoulder while I wrapped my arm around him Then I kissed his forehead and said good to have you back buddy We went to sleep and the next day my wife told me that it made her feel uncomfortable Me hugging and kissing my son and asked me not to do it again While she doesn't mind me doing it with lucas my other son who is straight She doesn't want me to do it with liam I told her that she has no business being in my relationship with my sons I also called her homophobic She accused me of not treating her like an equal parent to my sons and then I said That's okay because you're not my brother says I should understand this because it's a big change for her a son coming out But seriously, I think there's nothing to get used to it's neither her nor my problem who my son loves So am I in the wrong? All right, in my opinion, there is no way you're in the wrong here. If anyone's in the wrong, it's your wife for sexualizing something that doesn't need to be sexualized. What is wrong with a dad kissing his son on the forehead? At any age, it doesn't matter. Clearly, it's been a normal part of your guys' relationships ever since your children were born. And for her to say something like this and say that it feels weird when you do it with one son who is gay, but not the other who is straight, that is just straight up homophobia. Simple as that. I would love to know if you do the same thing with your daughter, how your wife reacts to that because that is going to be telling as to whether or not she is actually homophobic if she doesn't care about you hugging or kissing your daughter i mean i say kissing it's just kissing on the forehead it's not a sexual thing ever then that proves that she's homophobic if she cares about that as well then i don't know it's still weird i still think she has issues just my opinion though my husband refused to answer my calls while i was in labor 
and my brother played a horrible prank. Now my husband is furious. I won't cut him off. My husband and I got into a fight prior to my daughter's birth a week ago when he casually suggested a paternity test for our daughter when she was born. To be clear, this was completely out of the blue with no wanting or reason. I'm a homebody who works remotely with no male friends other than my brother. I told him that he was accusing me of infidelity and he said he just wanted to be sure and he kept bringing it up until I told him after three days of him asking and the stress starting to make me physically ill that I didn't want to talk to him and I left for my brother's house. I called him while I was gone and tried to work it out, but he refused. After all of this, I went home the next day to grab some things while he was at work and I went into labor. I called him 16 times before calling my brother who called him another half a dozen times himself while on the way to pick me up and then on the way to the hospital. It was a horrible and traumatic birth. I started crowning in the car and the doctor delivered my daughter in the back of my brother's van because I was too far along to move me before rushing me in when I kept bleeding. It was horrible. I hated it all. My brother's wife, who is a nurse, even told me she honestly thought I wouldn't make it. I also opted for a hysterectomy as it came to that or something more dangerous. I only ever wanted one or none, but my husband wants a large family. I'm trying to bond with my daughter, but it's been hard. The point is that during this, while I was returning from surgery, 10 hours after I first called, my husband finally responded and asked why I hadn't answered his call. However, my brother had my phone and was so angry that he said, this is Opie's brother. I'm at the hospital. She didn't make it and turned it off. My husband rushed over and got there when I'd just woken up and started shouting until the security forced him out. And then he didn't get to see our daughter until the next day because I was mostly asleep and apparently they needed my signature to allow him back. My sister-in-law thinks it was horribly cruel, but that he deserved it. But my brother stands by his prank and says that he only gave my husband 10 minutes of the same fear that he had felt at my side for over 10 hours. Whenever he sees my husband, he also keeps telling him that I nearly died because we waited for him. My brother used to be mostly indifferent to my husband, but now he absolutely hates him. You can see it in his face whenever my husband enters the room. And my brother's been visiting a lot because he doesn't trust my brother to care for me while I'm still healing. My husband is furious that he won't apologize and that I won't make him. And he yelled at me when I said that the only reason my brother had my phone was because he wasn't there. I'm trying to be empathetic. I know he feels guilty. I've spoken to my therapist and she says the apathy I'm feeling is likely general and not solely focused on him from the lingering shock from the trauma. But she didn't say much about the prank. My mother-in-law has been texting me to say that my family is horribly cruel for the prank and that I should go no contact with my brother and now my husband is saying the same. I just don't know what to do. I'm not in a good headspace. It's been hard to be in the same room with my husband and I've been sleeping as a result in the guest room with my daughter. He brought up the paternity once more and I just exhaustedly told him to either get out of my face or go stay with his mum if he's planning on stressing me out even more. I really don't feel myself. And yes, I'm taking the likelihood of PPD seriously and my therapist who has suggested that it may be PTSD too. However, I just want more opinions because I just don't know. 
Wow, this is a very complex one. I mean, there's so much going on here. It's a lot to unpack. First of all, guys, get in the comments yourself if you're watching on YouTube. Let me know where you stand on this one. Interesting one, that's for sure. First of all, we've got to talk about the prank here. Was it too far? I'm going to go ahead and say no. I actually think it was justified. And I would go as far as to say that your brother's reasoning was logical. Like, I'm sorry, but the husband has done so much wrong here. And I think it's fair that he got to experience the pain that you, OP, and your brother were feeling. It was only for 10 minutes. Yes, it was truly a horrific thing to do, but so is not showing up to your own child's birth. Your wife's pregnancy, like, it's, it's mental. It really is. And we've got to remember that all of this originally stemmed from your husband wanting a paternity test. That alone is crazy. What does it say about this man that just one week before your daughter's born, he is demanding this? I'm sorry. But this is all his fault, really. And I know that what your brother did is crazy. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's justified. Now, none of that really matters because what I'm about to show you is an update to this story. That's right. Opie has written a conclusion and told us how this story has ended. It's mental. Here we go. So I don't think this will be something we can come back from. I just don't think I'll be able to heal with him because there's no way he didn't know it was me calling. And he still hasn't told me why he didn't answer. I know I thought I wouldn't decide right away, but I actually don't want to forget how terrible it was waiting on him, thinking he couldn't possibly leave me like that, no matter how angry he was. I took the time to think of that moment before it all went down, and just how grossly betrayed and scared and alone I felt while the contractions were hitting, and I was on my knees trying to breathe through the pain while waiting on the phone while it rang through. And I just don't think there's any coming back from that. I would not want my daughter to think it's okay to stay with a man who destroyed her trust that way either. I'll be contacting an attorney and I'll be meeting with them in the coming weeks. We had a prenup, so it hopefully won't be too hellish, I hope. I feel like this situation became even clearer when my friend asked me if I'd still trust him as the one to sign off on my medical papers. And the reaction to that idea was visceral. I wouldn't. And I want him to get off that legality as soon as possible, in fact. There are roommates I had in college that I would have trusted more. I would have never ignored so many calls from him consecutively unless I told him expressly that I was unavailable at a specific time. And even then, I feel good with my brother and sister-in-law here with me, especially so with her being a nurse and having been there through the birth. It's really helped us bond in a way that we'd never really had time to. I've also finally told my old friends about the baby and they're alternating to come and help me out for the next little while. None of this even touched on the paternity test, but I'll get it for the proceedings, I guess. So I guess he'll get what he wanted. Anyway, I'm safe and well, and my daughter is healthy and happy as a peach, and pretty much an angel who is happy to sleep peacefully anywhere and took to the boob with ease which is such a blessing because everything still hurts. Just making this decision has taken an odd weight off my shoulders and my sister-in-law has really been helping us bond. Anyway, thank you for letting me write this out. I'm not good at diaries or journals, but writing to people feels different and it's actually brilliant for the clarity of the situation. Even my therapist said that I seem clearer and calmer. So there we go. Uh, That has caused the ending of that relationship. Let me know in the comments if you think that was the right decision or not. Now it's interesting, OP's logic here, because usually you'd say, okay, let yourself calm down and calm down especially from those really angry thoughts that you had in the moment. But the difference here is that those angry thoughts and emotions are so key in this entire thing that you can't forget about them. And I actually massively understand what OP's done here. Thinking back to that moment and thinking how terrible it was and how you were in such a horrible and potentially life-threatening position almost because of your husband, is reason enough to not forget about them 
and to, you know, put them in the forefront of your imagination and mind as you go on and make the decision about your future with this man. I think it's logical and I think you made the right decision. Let me know if you agree in the comments below. Wow, a crazy story. And so is this next one. Am I the butthole for not waking my partner up and causing him to miss a family trip? I am a 26-year-old woman and me and my partner, a 28-year-old man, have five daughters. Seven, six, four, and three years old and also a five-month-old. For a long time, there's been an issue with him getting up to help with the kids in the morning. He thinks he should be able to sleep in on his days off work, while I think he should get up when the kids and I do. Or we should at least be alternating who lies in a bit. We've been seeing a therapist who has mentioned he should be helping more in the mornings. Recently, we had a family trip planned to the zoo with both of our parents, our sisters, and their kids. Previously, when we've gone out for the day, I've needed to shake my partner awake several times, and he lies in bed while I get the kids ready. He'll finally get up five minutes before we leave as I shout at him that I'm getting in the car. I've mentioned to him that this is very frustrating as it's a lot of work getting the kids ready to go out and it's not fair to leave it up to me while he lies in bed. He'd apologize and promise that the next time he'd get up and help. The night before the trip, I told him I'd need him to be awake at 6.30 a.m. so we could get everyone ready to leave by 8. He said he set an alarm and we went to bed. My alarm went off at 6.30 a.m. and I got up while my partner kept sleeping. I decided I wasn't going to wake him this time and I continued getting the kids ready. At 8 a.m. he was still sleeping, so I loaded the kids in the car and we set off. We arrived at the zoo at 9.30 a.m. and his family asked where he was. I mentioned he was still in bed and chose not to come. At 10.15, I got a phone call from him asking where everyone was. I said we went to the zoo as planned and I waited for him to get up, but he never did. He got really mad and told me that I should have woken him up like I always do and that I caused him to miss the trip. He then called his mum and complained to her, who yelled at me in the middle of the zoo that I was being unfair and I should have given him a shake to let him know he needed to get up and that I was about to leave. My mother then jumped in and said it wasn't my responsibility to get him out of bed and he needed to take responsibility for himself. A few more words were exchanged and his family stalked off for the rest of the trip. I had a blast with my kids, parents, sister, and my nephews. When we got home, my partner started on me again about how I should have woken him up. So, am I the butthole for not waking him up and going without him? Now, a few things have come up that I just need to clarify. One, he wasn't always like this. When the oldest two were little, he was always up with them. He even got up before anyone else to cook breakfast before going off to work. We had to move in with his parents at one point, and that is where things started to change. His family are incredibly misogynistic. Dad works, then comes home, watches TV, and drinks beer, while his mum does everything else, including getting his dad up for work, etc. These beliefs seem to have rubbed off on him, and his mum is very quick to tell him that something is the woman's job. Two, he's seeing a therapist independently who has suggested some form of depression. Three, he's generally pretty good otherwise. He'll help with dinner, cleaning, putting the kids to bed, etc. So he's not entirely useless. Getting out of bed in the morning is a long-standing issue though. Now, just like the previous story, this has actually also been resolved. We have an update. The morning after this incident, my partner got out of bed when the kids did and took the older girls out for breakfast. Later, I asked him if he'd be willing to read the thread and he agreed. He was very subdued afterwards and didn't say much except for agreeing that he was the butthole. 
The next day he took off work and saw his gp and started on antidepressants and we had a long talk He was ashamed by how he was acting and to see strangers comparing him to children Those are some of the comments that were put on the first post He cried when he realized how much he was letting everyone down Especially his daughters who will grow up thinking that this is normal behavior He confirmed that this all started when we lived with his parents a few years back He left home at 17 to get away from his mother and she told him he'd fail as men needed women to look after them He felt like a failure So it was easy for his mother to feed him other ideas And she'd also manipulate things I did to look like he was incompetent as a person For example, i'd tell him to relax and handle the dishes and his mother twisted it into me thinking that he was incompetent So therefore he should just stop helping at all He'd wake up feeling useless and she'd managed to convince him that he was unhappy because I wasn't taking care of him the way a wife should. He decided to go no contact with her, which didn't go well. She cried and told him he was a horrible son for abandoning his mother and that I was trying to control him by forcing him to do it. He blocked her, but she just used different numbers to continue calling him. After a week or so, he ended up changing his number and we haven't heard from his family since. He brought up that he was unhappy at work as it wasn't stimulating enough, but he felt like he couldn't leave. I offered to pick up some part-time work, but he said no. He talked to his boss and took some time off and eventually quits. He spoke to my dad who used some connections and got him a good job at his company. The new job is a primarily work from home position so he's able to help with the girls more and has more free time. He's able to take the girls to school and watch them play while he works, which they all enjoy. Before he started the new job, he booked a trip for us to go to the snow for a week. We had a blast and it was lovely to see him relaxed and happy and enjoying our girls and life. He's promised to be more honest about how he's feeling and our relationship has improved immensely Thank you for everyone who gave judgment and advice as he says it really helped him see things more clearly Especially the toxic relationship with his mother. Well, that's good news. Um, unlike the story previous this one actually has a happy ending of sorts I guess the guy realized that it was really his mother who kind of, you know Forced him to think these sort of things and was the reason for his terrible mood and depression Sorted that out by getting rid of her and now your family's happy good stuff i think unlike the last one these actions your husband's actions weren't caused by himself they weren't really him choosing to do these things obviously in the situation it was like he was not waking up on time but they were kind of pushed on him by his mum. whereas the story i read before the, the husband was the one who asked for the paternity test that was pretty clear so uh yeah it, it's a difference isn't it the first one was the man himself the second one probably his mother the first one ended badly and this one ended well good stuff Am I the butthole for wearing a tight dress despite my friend asking me not to? I am a 20-year-old woman, and me and two friends, both 22-year-old women, are currently on vacation. For the sake of the story, I will call them Libby and Kat. Libby, Kat, and I all decided that while we were on vacation for one week, we would go clubbing as much as possible. All of my friends know that I have a feminine sense of style. My entire wardrobe consists of pink, mini skirts, dresses, heels, and lots of jewelry. Not once has this ever seemingly been a problem with my friends, at least none that was mentioned directly to me. When you go clubbing, most people tend to wear tight outfits, so my suitcase was packed with several outfits meant for clubbing. Last night, after spending our day by the pool, I started googling clubbing places near us and broached the topic of starting our first night partying. All seemed excited, so we all headed up to our room to start getting ready. I was just about done with my makeup and hair when I grabbed the dress I was planning on wearing, and suddenly the mood felt extremely sour. For the sake of full clarity, 
It's a very short pink leather dress Kat spoke up and mentioned that I should probably pick another outfit I asked her why and she said since we're all going together None of us should try to outdo each other I explained that i'm not trying to outdo anyone and I just liked this dress Libby sided with Kat saying that I was clearly trying to one-up the both of them and was acting like a pick-me. I told them I'm wearing the dress no matter what, and I was sure they would look just as, if not more beautiful than me, in their outfits. They barely talked to me for the remainder of getting ready and split up from me the moment the Uber dropped us off. It's Tuesday, and they're still being cold and short with me. I kind of want to go home, but I'm curious if I'm being an overdramatic butthole. So... Am I the butthole? In my opinion, you're definitely not the butthole. You're on holiday and you can wear whatever you want. Obviously, I don't really understand your friend's point of view and I don't really know why they're bringing this up now whilst you're on holiday when they haven't really done so in the past when you've been at home going out clubbing normally. All I would say is if they're that insecure about what you're wearing, that says more about them than it does about you. But that's enough of my opinion because there's actually an update to this story. Next up, OP added a little bit more once they got back from their holiday. I want to start with the statement that I am no longer friends with either Libby or Kat. After reading the comments under my original post, I realized how trashy what they did was and that it put me in danger. I am seriously considering going home. I got up this morning and when I went to get dressed after my shower, I found that several of my clothes had been vandalized. Two of my tops have been torn. A skirt of mine is completely butchered. A couple of my dresses look like they went through a wood chipper and a pair of my heels has toothpaste squirted into the base. Both of my friends are denying they did it. Honestly, I'm just beyond crushed that they did this to my clothing and I don't even have the nerve to admit it. It genuinely makes me want to cry. The night after they vandalized my stuff, we went out to breakfast and I let them know that since I am the only person whose name is checked in on the hotel and my boyfriend paid for it, they both had five hours to pack and find another place to stay or they could talk it out with me and pay for the clothes and shoes that they damaged. This was not met kindly and both of them started cursing me out and telling me I was a selfish, conniving, snake-ass female dog. I told them that it was their choice to destroy my clothes and all I wanted to do was to talk it out with them and figure out why this had to happen in the first place. I didn't get a straight answer other than I am a selfish pick-me who doesn't deserve anything I have. So I took it as them giving me my answer. Luckily, they were not difficult besides some passive aggressive comments. I enjoyed the rest of my vacation as best as I could given that I was alone. Luckily, a lot of the local women were extremely kind and chatted with me wherever I was, so it didn't feel as bad. I've been home for a little less than a week and I've received several nasty text messages from both Libby and Kat, plus some mutual friends. I spent most of this week trying to come to terms with the fact that I'm losing several friendships over this. Thanks for all the help though. The comments really gave me solid advice and the guts to actually stick up for myself in this situation. Okay, what has just happened there? The revelation that they've destroyed some of your clothes is actually nuts. How are they your friends even in the first place? I mean, you've done the right thing to sack them off entirely. They're a disgrace. It was bad enough them telling you what you could and couldn't wear, but actually going to the lengths of destroying your clothes, and I imagine that some of them outfits probably cost a lot of money if they're going out clubbing outfits. That is mental unbelievable what have i just read i mean safe to say throughout all of this it was clear that you weren't the butthole but now it's even more so your friends are both cows am i the butthole for telling my boyfriend's friends i make twice what he does when they called me a gold digger and he didn't defend me i'm in a relationship with a guy who also works in tech he makes 68k and i make 130k 
I am a mechanical engineer at a robotic startup. He works at a more stable job doing programming at a large company. He brought me to meet his friends at a party and they asked me about myself. His friends mostly work in tech too and they talked about themselves in terms of their jobs. I told them I'm a hiker, I do archery, I love road trips and camping and riding dirt bikes, etc. Basically talking about my hobbies because work is just a way to get paid to do the stuff I love. It's not how I define myself and it doesn't come to mind when someone wants me to tell them about myself. Sorry, I gotta interrupt it. Never have I agreed with a statement more. When someone says, what do you do? And everyone just says their job or their role. That is so boring. Tell me what you're interested in. Anyway, one of his friends asked about work and I said, oh gosh, I don't wanna talk about work at a party. I spent my whole day sweating my butt off in 95 degree heat trying to replace this busted motor just to find the replacement part was also screwed. I wasn't lying or trying to downplay that I have a good job. That really is how I spent my day and I wasn't in the mood to talk about it at a party. Some other conversations came up casually that probably also made me seem poorer. Like me saying that car dealership repairs were a ripoff and telling my boyfriend that my childhood neighbor's trailer caught on fire and I was gonna visit and help her out. I wasn't doing it on purpose. I was literally just talking about my life but I guess I gave the impression I was poorer. It got later in the night. Everyone was getting drunker and some of his friends, not close ones though, were making jokes about me growing up in a trailer and being a gold digger and being ready to jump to a richer guy. Really misogynistic stuff, honestly, since they don't even know me and seem to just assume that all girls are gold diggers. My boyfriend didn't say anything. He later said it was because he'd smoked weed and he gets quiet and has trouble carrying on a quick conversation when he's high. But regardless, I felt hurt he didn't say anything. I got irritated with his friends and asked, now why the heck would you say that when I make twice what he does? His friends went quiet for a second and I continued saying, there ain't no gold to dig here, not with him or anyone at this party. So do you guys think I'm cheap or do you think I'm stupid? My boyfriend wanted to leave the party shortly after and he was pretty upset with me for telling everyone I make twice what he does. I said I would have held my tongue if he checked his friends himself, but he didn't say anything. So I wasn't about to let them talk to me like that. He said it was humiliating and now everyone thinks I'm a female dog. And I flippantly said, well, at least they know I'm a rich female dog. He was angry that I embarrassed him when I spoke up. I was angry I had to say anything at all because his friends were talking trash so it should be on him to check them. Stuff is still tense. So, am I the butthole for explaining why I'm not a gold digger? Absolutely not. There is no way that you're the butthole. There is nothing wrong and there's nothing more, I don't know, annoying, toxic, hateful, just rude than being called a gold digger in the first place, let alone when it's just completely not the fact. And if anything, your husband is the one that's gold digging, right? Technically, if there was going to be one of you, it's him. You're earning double his amount. I don't think it's that big of a deal that he didn't stand up for you in that moment. I mean, look, if he's had a bit to smoke, I can understand why maybe he didn't. And he thought, you know, you're all friends. He should have done. I'm not saying he shouldn't have done, but I can understand why in that split moment he didn't. But to say that you were humiliating him because you stood up for yourself, that is a big no-no in my opinion. You had to stand up for yourself. And what you said was completely correct. So I don't know why he's having a go at you for that. Overall, I'm getting the picture that this guy isn't the best. Clearly, he's not the best on his own. And his friends, after a couple of drinks, quite toxic. You said they're not his close friends, but still. His friends in general, I don't know why they're really saying this sort of stuff. And by the way, I do mean what I say. When people say, what do you do? Reply with hobbies. Nobody cares what your job is anyway. I don't care if you're a student. Shut up. I care what you're interested in, so that's a good answer. Am I the butthole for telling my husband he should be ashamed of himself and taking the girls and going home 
after he made them wait outside of the restaurants. I am a mother of two 19-year-old twins, they're girls. Their dad and I split up six years ago, and I'm now married to my husband, Kevin. The problem is, Kevin thinks that my girls are not disciplined, simply because they don't follow everything he tells them, because they don't see him as their father. We've already talked about that. Especially the part where he expects them to dress how he wants them to, and behave how he wants them to. He even called them weirdos, but that's just how the teenagers are, and it's not a new thing. Anyways, I told him he needed to loosen up a little, and lessen his expectations of them, but I get it's hard to do given he was brought up in a conservative household with a hardcore Christian family. Last week, he started a fight after seeing one of the girl's hairstyles and said that she was looking trashy. Because of this, we had to cancel our trip to the mall because he refused to drive us. A couple of days ago, we wanted to go out for dinner. I was intending on getting off work at six, but had some stuff to get done. My husband and I agreed that he'd take the girls and go to the restaurant and wait for me there. He called me before they got out of the house to complain about what the girls were wearing. The girls sent me pics and I thought nothing was wrong with their outfits and I told him to just drop it and go. He said fine, then muttered something about me enabling them and then hung up. While I was still at work, I got a call from one of the girls telling me their stepdad had them stand and wait outside the restaurant because he didn't want to be seen with them dressing like that. I was stunned. I rushed to the restaurant and found them near the car. They explained he told them to wait in the car till he told them to come in, basically waiting for me. Then they started crying. So I had them get in my car and went inside the restaurant and found him on his phone. I went off on him and told him he should be ashamed of himself for treating my daughters like there was something to be ashamed of. He tried backpedaling, saying it wasn't like that. But I interrupted him and then walked out after canceling dinner. We went home and he came back hours later trying to argue that I can't blame him for disapproving of the girl's recklessness and that he tried communicating, but I shut him down and treated him as less of a parent when he's just wanting what's best for them. He doesn't speak to me or the girls anymore. All right, semi-complex one here because although you are definitely not the butthole in this situation solely, I think the way you acted here was actually perfect. Some would argue that you are the butthole overall because you were the one that chose to get into a relationship with this man in the first place. Now, I just don't understand how you could possibly have married somebody that acts like this. I mean, he sounds mental. You have like zero common ground. It's clear that your daughters very much dislike him. I don't really know what his intention is with them. He just is not acting like a father at all. From what I can see, just reading back through it pretty much, he just seems like a terrible father figure. No wonder your your daughters hate him. So although the way you acted in this situation was fine, I think overall you are slightly the butthole for bringing this man into your daughter's lives in the first place, if that makes sense. Let me know if you agree on that one because it's a little bit meta and I might be wrong. Get in the comments. Let me know if you agree or disagree. Am I the butthole for ruining my brother's marriage because his wife left me at the pool? This whole situation is so bizarre that I still can't really process it. It still doesn't feel real, but I feel scared and guilty. I am a 19-year-old woman and I had surgery a couple of days ago to get all four of my wisdom teeth out. And because I have a really bad fear of dentists, they had to drug me pretty hard to do the removal. Not like laughing gas that wears off really fast, but actual IV medicine, so I was pretty much unconscious during the whole thing. They told me to have a responsible adult drive me to the appointment and back because the meds they gave me would make it dangerous to drive. My mum was on a work trip and couldn't take me. So I asked my sister-in-law, Brie, 24, not her real name, if she could do it, as the whole thing would only take an hour or two. I even offered her gas money because the dental office is about 45 minutes away. Now, I would have asked my brother, but he works during the day, 
while Bree is a stay-at-home mom to their two-year-old daughter, who I think was at Bree's mum's house that day. Bree agreed to take me to my appointment, and the surgery went fine. Bree waited in the lobby for me to be done. When I came out of anesthesia, I was very disoriented and nauseous, which I guess is normal. I had gauze shoved in my mouth to stop any bleeding, and Bree took me to her car after I was let go. I don't really remember the drive, but it felt like not enough time passed before Bree got out of the car and told me to come with her. I was really out of it and just followed her because the alternative was staying in the hot car. Long story short, we were at a pool? I was really confused, but once we were through the gate, Bree basically parked me at one of those little table benches and said that she'd be back in a while. I was still trying not to puke and I was really dizzy from the heat. It was 90 plus degrees and the drugs. So I asked her to take me home, but she wouldn't. I guess since it was her day off and she didn't have my niece, she was meeting friends at the pool. I started to feel really sick and on the verge of passing out or having a panic attack. So I called my brother. I don't think he could understand me between the meds and the stuff in my mouth because he hung up and I guess called Bree because she came stomping back over cussing and yelling at me and took me back to the car i passed out on the drive home but when we arrived my brother had left work and met us in the driveway he was screaming at brie and she was crying i was still pretty disoriented but my brother took me back home and stayed with me until the meds wore off that's when he told me that he's divorcing brie because of what she did plus some other things he didn't go into detail about it's been a few days since then and brie has been blowing up my phone telling me what a female dog i am and how me tattling destroyed her family now part of me feels bad for my niece and i wonder if i should have just dealt with it and waited for her to be done at the pool instead of calling my brother and causing problems so am i the butthole okay well no doubt in my mind op that you are definitely not the butthole not even close if you're feeling a little bit guilty because you were the one that asked brie to you know take you to the, the hospital and pick you up again and you've caused in in you know air quotes the separation of that family you definitely haven't and you definitely shouldn't feel guilty about it look brie agreeing to take you to and from hospital is a nice thing to do but as soon as she's done that she is therefore responsible for you she knew what sort of situation and shape you'd be in i mean everyone knows that after having your wisdom teeth taken out you're all over the place we've all seen the videos online haven't we of people that have have had their teeth taken out just going mental how has she left you on your ones and gone off to meet her friends that is shocking and i understand what you're saying in terms of her niece and your brother's relationship with her but trust me that would not be the only reason that your brother is breaking up with her and divorcing her that would be the tip of the iceberg i can guarantee you that am i the butthole for walking out over a chair now guys op has given us some trigger warnings before we get into this one disrespect anger issues and also importantly violence against chairs okay hear me out for as long as i can remember in my family almost any time i got up from my seat someone would take it to either be funny or to claim it as if no one was using it and as a teenager it literally got to the point that i bought my own folding chair so i could pick it up and carry it with me if i left it where it was somebody would take it then they'd get mad when i wanted it back For example, on a holiday last year, I got up from my chair for a moment to help with something and I came back to find a kid in it. And then the family berated me for wanting the child to move. But I tell them that when a man owns and brings his own chair, they expect to be able to use it. I own a very nice folding chair that's comfortable and easily portable. And I pretty much bring it to any family events because people are always scrambling for chairs. Well, the other day, I went to a birthday party for my nephew. Now, like always, I brought my own chair, but at some point, I had to use the bathroom. When I came back, 
my chair was gone and everyone was acting like they didn't know where it was I said they had one minute to return it or I was leaving They laughed at first but then realized I was serious as I started going for the door Everybody told me to just calm down and it was just a joke I said I don't care if they think i'm a stick in the mud I wouldn't be bringing my own chair all the time if other people weren't always taking my seat when I get up I don't think it's funny. I never did My brother-in-law then pulled the chair out of where he'd hidden it and when I got it back one of the legs was bent I said it was not like this before and how could he possibly have done this to a metal chair? He said he could fix it and try to unbend it, but he only made it worse The chair is pretty much unusable now because the leg is warped and I don't want to risk putting weight on it I told my brother-in-law he owes me $50 for the chair because that's what I paid for it new two years ago He got mad and kept saying it was just a stupid chair I said it was my stupid chair and this wouldn't have happened if he wasn't so immature That he and everyone else had to mess with me for years about where I sit Then I took my now messed up chair and walked out My family has been blowing my phone up saying that it's just a chair and to let it go But I still want my brother to pay me back for it So Am I the butthole? Okay, guys, if you're watching on YouTube, pause the video right now, get down in the comments, and let me know do you think OP is in the wrong or the right here? If you're not, don't worry, because this story has an update. Last night, I sent a mass text out to my family that I would not be going to any family function, no matter how important it is, until they make this right by promising not to screw with me anymore and repay me for the chair. They've mostly gone quiet now, but I can wait. I've got all the time in the world for them to realize I'm serious. Okay, that was the update. And then, just a few days ago, a new post appeared from OP. This is incredible. The title of this is, I walked out over a chair and my family tore itself apart. Now, this was actually posted to r slash entitled people. I wasn't going to come back here again. To be honest, I'd completely forgotten I made this account. I only got back in because I'd written down the password and left it in my desk. I was listening to Reddit videos on YouTube a couple of weeks ago when I suddenly heard my old Am I the Butthole post. So, I thought I'd give an update. Well, things escalated a lot after I made that post because I linked it to my parents and other family members after a little while. They were furious with me at first. Some even mocked me, saying things like, Oh, watch what you say or do around OP. He might just post about it on Reddit. But when they actually read the comments on my post that I'd made, they became mortified. To briefly summarize the comments, as you guys can probably imagine, they were all saying that OP was totally in the right and that his family were a bunch of losers. My brother-in-law did agree to pay for a new chair and gave me the money I asked for. I bought a better folding chair than my last one and I resumed going to family functions. But whenever I was there, there was this air about some of the family members. They looked at me like I'd sucked all the fun out of the room. My parents had stopped thinking the chair thing was funny and even scolded a kid for taking my seat when I got up to use the bathroom. The only problem is that this kid was my nephew and he started crying when they made him get up. My brother-in-law came to the boy's rescue and my nephew ended up blurting out that his daddy told him he could do it. When I was out of the bathroom, there was a big fight about it going on. Several family members, including my sister and brother-in-law, were all yelling that it was just a dang chair and I shouldn't be so butthurt about it. My parents demanded to know why they were so butthurt about not being allowed to screw with me anymore. Like, what was their motivation after doing it for so long? It made no sense and it wasn't funny anymore. 
and that's when I intervened. I told them that none of this would have ever happened if they hadn't been so intent on messing with me when there really was no point to it. And I only started bringing my own chair because I could never find a stable place to sit. And if they still thought they were in the right about the situation, then they were just bullies, plain and simple. And what kind of example is that to be setting for their son? My brother-in-law raged, grabbed my new chair, and hurled it through the living room bay window. There was a bit of a pause before he realized what he'd just done. Then he took off in his car and left my sister and nephew there. My parents got my sister to call him, and over the phone, they threatened to go to the police if he didn't pay for the damages. My brother-in-law yelled a few F-bombs until my sister took the phone back, and she said that he could either make things right or she'll divorce him. Well, that did the trick, because he came back looking like a kicked puppy with his head hanging low. He apologized to me and my parents, without even looking at us, said he'd pay for the new bay window, and he left again. My sister said he drank himself to sleep that night. My new chair was just fine. It took being hurled through a bay window like a champ. There was hardly a scratch on it. My brother hired a window company to come and replace the window, and they had to measure and order a new one before it could be installed. Until then, the window had to be covered with some plywood. It took some time, but they got the new bay window, and it's better than the old one though I imagine that it was extra expensive because it's a bay window. Now, the family was still divided about the entire situation for a while, mainly my brother-in-law's parents, my uncle, and a couple of cousins. They blamed me and called me obnoxious over insisting on bringing my own chair and refusing to let anyone else use it. So I compromised. I said that if I had a good designated seat that no one would try to take away, I'll leave my chair in my car. It took two more family barbecues before they finally agreed to this. Since then, I've left the chair in my car unless there really isn't enough seating. And that's only happened once. The problem is, though, that even though they've stopped screwing with me, they were still screwing with each other until things went too far. They still like to take each other's seats, but I guess others were following my example because they also put their foot down and demanded it stop. It's been going on for decades, and they've had enough. My brother-in-law stayed out of the fight entirely and hasn't caused any more trouble, but for several family functions, a number of people now didn't bother to show up. My mother was broken up about it because she loves hosting parties. It took months, but everything more or less normalized again. But without the chair thing going on, some have resorted to other stupid pranks. Like a little device you hook to a chair that makes farts. They didn't do this to my seat, but did it to a cousin. And said cousin got really petty at the next party and let out real farts. He said he ate a whole pack of fiber bars and had eggs for breakfast. And it was dang nasty. Other pranks included hiding eating utensils, a stink bomb, hiding some sort of monster thing in the toilet, cellophane in a doorway, ripping paper when somebody bends over, messing with drinks, hiding shoes, copying outfits, a container of foam packing peanuts above a doorway, and finally, the one that really infuriated my aunt and uncle when a party was held at their house, a glitter bomb. They got their carpet professionally cleaned afterwards and billed the person who made the glitter bomb for it. So now pranks are just over. They don't want any more, and I'm fine with that. But the last few family functions have been a bit dull. I think people were so used to how things were that now they're trying to find other ways to amuse themselves that don't involve cell phones. Okay, and there we go. That is the end of that one. Uh, An interesting post, that is for sure. Now, I have to admit that OP is definitely not the butthole here, right? They're not in the wrong. Yeah, maybe it's a little bit, I don't know, weird 
to bring your own chair to family functions but he's been pushed at these lengths and i kind of understand it don't get me wrong it's a bit odd to bring your own chair to someone else's house but i kind of get it i wouldn't do it myself it is a bit weird but i get it the main thing and maybe the sad thing is that your family op kind of sound like there's nothing going on without these pranks which is sad. Were the pranks really the thing that was holding this entire family together? I ask. I think they just might have been. And for those to have ended because of OP, does that in fact make him the butthole after all? I'll leave that up to you to decide, guys. Now, this next post is unbelievable, and I can almost guarantee that you will have no idea what happens next. Am I the butthole for laughing after my sister implied my brother's girlfriend's dish wasn't good at Thanksgiving? I am a 27-year-old woman, and my brother, John, who is 26, and I are very close. So I was definitely shocked when he surprised us on Thanksgiving by bringing his new girlfriend, Chelsea. A truly wonderful football team, but that's not part of the story. Let's carry on. He was very happy though. And to be honest, that's the only thing we want for him. So we, grandparents, parents, aunts, uncles, cousins, held off on all questions until another time. Anyway, dinner time rolls around and we're sharing everything. And my aunt kind of pulls me off to the side and tells me we're not going to be eating my mashed potatoes because Chelsea brought some. And John asked that we serve those. Now, I was a little peeved, not gonna lie, because I've done the mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving since I was 16. But I got over it pretty fast. I really didn't care as long as they were good. Spoiler alert, they were not. Everything that could have gone wrong with those potatoes went wrong. They were raisins. Chelsea was really excited though. So when she asked everybody if they were good, she got some mm-hmmms. You know, the kind you do with your mouth closed and an uncomfortable smile on your face. Everything else was good, so her dish was highlighted. We all thought we passed the test though until my nephew spit it out into a tissue. She said something about not pleasing everybody to lighten the mood because we were all looking at him hard as heck. And my brother went, I'm sure they're glad to have a break from my sister's potatoes anyway, and then laughed. Now, I wasn't going to say anything, but my younger sister, who was 22, said, We are not. In the most monotone voice, and I just laughed, like one burst of a cackle. Chelsea teared up, and the rest of the night was awkward. My brother called me a butt and is still mad at me. So, am I the butthole? Alright, immediate thoughts, no. Because, come on, like, what is she doing? raisins and mashed potatoes i know there are some dodgy you know culinary decisions going on right now in 2022 pineapple on pizza springs to mind let me know in the comments down below if you're a fan but i personally i think it's disgusting and it's a disgrace to the human race but apart from that raisins and mashed potatoes I- i'd rather jump off a bridge anyway there's an update to the story let's hear it so first of all let's clear up some questions and things in general from the first post yes they were actual raisins not the metaphorical kind. They were just mixed into the mashed potatoes. Yes, my wife makes a side salad, as all traditional dishes are given to immediate family members. No, my brother doesn't make anything. He never has. Chelsea and John have been together for about a month and a half at this point. The laugh wasn't a ha-ha-ha. It was just a ha. One very loud ha. All right then, into the meat. John is still mad at my sister and I. I had a conversation with Chelsea a day after I originally made the post. I explained that while my original apology was genuine, I can understand that it didn't come off that way and that I really was sorry. I also said I had no intentions to hurt her feelings whatsoever. She explained that my brother told her to bring those potatoes, which she questioned because she's familiar with the traditional Thanksgiving setup. The justification for that was him wanting her to feel like a part of the family. She also said she was worried about none of us going for her dish and mentioned it to my brother 
who then asked my aunt to only display hers. Apparently, she saw some kind of tutorial online with the raisins and just went for it. No, it was not cultural. She asked for some mash tips and she was going right with her technique. She just panicked when they burnt and then added water, which I'm assuming is what altered the taste. Then she added the raisins, which we both agreed could be left out of future potatoes. Overall, Chelsea and I are all good and she will be coming to Christmas dinner. Okay, sounds like this one was sorted pretty decently. Again though, as I as I said before, I need to reiterate, I must reiterate, raisins and mashed potatoes, don't do it guys. If you're thinking about doing it, throw the raisins in the bin. Now I'm trying to work out in this story, who was more of a butthole, Chelsea or her boyfriend, your brother OP. I'm kind of leaning towards the feeling that John was in the wrong here. Why tell your new girlfriend to make the one dish that you know that your sister is gonna make and has made for the past, I don't know, how old are you again? 27? So what, for the past 11 years, your sister has made this one dish for Thanksgiving, yet you tell your new girlfriend to also make that same dish? Surely there's something else you could have done. Maybe even a side salad. Not potatoes with raisins. Come on. I got fired for accidentally being a butthole to the company owner's disabled daughter. This happened on Friday. I've been drowning my sorrows all weekend, dreading the fact I have to start looking for a new job. Explaining why I got fired from my old job is going to be fun. I'm typing it up here to try and organize my thoughts in my head because right now it's all a mess. I'd been with the company for three months and was still on orientation. My job was sales advertising. As the new guy, I was given existing accounts to manage, which consisted of providing customer service and convincing my clients to spend more money on advertising. All of these accounts already had their ad campaigns done, and if they wanted something new, the account was transferred to a senior account manager who would work with our advertising guys to put something together for the customer. Eventually, I hoped to have that job, but I had to pay my dues by proving I could maintain existing accounts and convince them to spend more money first everything was going great until last week when we were scheduled to have our quarterly retreats since we were the main regional office in the area all of the employees from the satellite locations came to our office for the retreats the owner of the company rarely visits our office he's been overseeing the setup of a new satellite office for the last year according to my co-workers but he was there for the retreat as was his disabled daughter amy not her real name for the sake of privacy. One of my co-workers told me that Amy works at one of the satellite offices and I probably wouldn't have too much interaction with her, but I should be nice. That seemed like a no-brainer. I'm nice to everyone, regardless. Now, I won't claim to be an expert on Amy's disability, but it seemed like she had childlike mannerisms and struggled to express herself. She also had some problem with motor skills. I'll describe the only interaction I had with her prior to the incident. I went to refill my coffee and Amy was in front of me, getting her coffee. I watched her struggle with getting condiments added and putting the lid on, so I politely asked if she needed any help. She thanked me, said she did, and let me finish making it. While I was making it, she said she hated coffee, but her dad made her drink it because she had to, in a loud voice. Always alert. I smiled, said that was definitely important, and handed her the cup. She thanked me again and went back to the office her dad was using, where she'd been most of the day. I felt like I'd been a good Samaritan and went on my way. Most of the retreat is team building exercises. Now, prior to the incident, Amy only participated in the puzzle race, where groups put puzzles together without the box art to see which team can finish faster. Amy wasn't in my group, so I didn't have any interaction with her there. Neither of our teams won. The big event, and the one that everyone seemed the most excited for, was the last activity of the day. Our boss gave us a list of potential clients. We were supposed to select three as a group and put together something to attract the customer. We were told that we'd be judged on our creativity. 
My group explained that we could do pictures, slogans, jingles, whatever we wanted. Each person expected to work on one individually, then work with their group to polish it up before it was presented to everyone. It was kind of a big deal because at previous retreats, there'd be clients on the list the owner was already close to bringing on board. And if you impress the owner, you might just land that account. I went with a jingle, rhymed a few words and recorded it. It was silly, but fit the brand. My group gave me some pointers, we made some improvements, and I recorded the final product for submission. I helped my team with their projects until it was time to turn everything in. After everything was turned in, we gathered in the big conference room to critique each other. The owner went through them one by one. If it was a picture or storyboard, he'd put it up, read it, and we'd make comments, good or bad. There were some that were great, which drew a lot of compliments, and some that were really bad, which we laughed about as a group. You could tell the senior account managers didn't care much about the exercise or put much effort into their pitches. Nobody seemed to get upset or offended, regardless of the feedback. When my jingle was played, it got a lot of comments, not all of them good, and I took the feedback with a smile. After getting my feedback, I felt a little more comfortable about sharing my thoughts on other presentations. I gave what I thought was valuable feedback to a few products, laughed at a couple of others, and then a rather crude drawing was put up, the exact same company i'd chosen i immediately joked that well at least my jingle was better than that did a three-year-old draw it and laughed to absolute silence i was really confused because plenty of people had made jokes and everyone laughed instead a few people looked at me like i was disgusting and the owner said well if you don't have anything nice to say keep it to yourself maybe then my boss scooted down to where i was sitting and told me i needed to go to my desk now i noticed as i was gathering my things that the owner's daughter was red-faced and starting to tear up the team building exercise was over for me i went back to my desk and it began to sink in that the drawing must have been drawn by the owner's daughter but there was no warning or anything. The owner didn't reveal who put together what we were looking at until after a few critiques. Maybe I should have known, but everyone was joking and having fun up to that point. Someone else had a pretty bad drawing that got laughed at. Either way, I felt awful. As soon as the event was over, I approached my boss to apologize. He told me to wait for him in his office. Long story short, I was fired. My boss said since I was still on orientation, he decided I wasn't a good fit for the company, so it was better to let me go now. He didn't outright say I was being fired for making fun of her drawing, but that's literally the only thing that I've ever gotten in trouble for. My work up until that point had been praised. I didn't get much time to process it because my boss had already called security, who showed up fairly quickly and escorted me to my desk to gather my things before escorting me out of the building. An hour later, I got a call from one of my former teammates, who asked if I wanted to join the team for a drink one last time. They needed it after the retreats and felt bad they didn't warn me. I wasn't feeling up for it, but I wanted to try and make sense of the whole situation, so I went to the bar. In the back of my mind, I was thinking that since I'm about to start looking for a new job, a few references from former co-workers wouldn't be bad, since I definitely won't be getting one from my boss or the owner of the company after everything that's happened. The team explained that Amy comes to all of these retreats and she always does some crude drawing like that. Everyone just sort of knows to say nice things about it and move on. One of my teammates said that once you've seen one of her drawings, you know what to look for. Well, I didn't, and nobody warned me. I started to get pretty upset that this was a known thing, and everyone knew but me. But what could I do? I'd already effed up, and it cost me my job. The team also shared more about Amy. Apparently, she works at one of the satellite offices, but doesn't really do anything. 
The people in charge of the office try to come up with stuff for her to do because she gets upset when she's bored. The team said the way the people who worked there described her, they were basically her babysitter, so she wouldn't bother her dad all day when he spent most of his time there. And after he moved on to establish the new satellite office, he didn't take Amy with him because she liked all the friends she had at that office. They also said that her dad had harassed a few single guys at the office to take her on dates, which seems pretty dang HR inappropriate, but he does own the company. My team said Amy desperately wants a boyfriend and wants to get married, which she talks about all the time. The consensus seemed to be that there's no way she actually understands how relationships or marriage works, and her dad probably put this idea in her head to begin with. One of my teammates did joke that it wasn't a bad deal because whoever married her would inherit the company since she is the old man's only kid. But I wasn't really in the mood for jokes at that point after losing my job over one, so I told them I needed to go. The only good thing is my former team members did say they would gladly give me a reference if I needed it since they felt so bad about not telling me about the Amy situation to begin with. Oh, and the cherry on top? Amy sent me a Facebook friend request over the weekend. I haven't accepted it. I already upset her and it cost me my job. Part of me wants to accept her, apologize and block her, but I'm not sure I'm ready for that either. I'm gonna take a few days to get myself together and then get my resume out there. I mean, look, no doubt about it. In isolation, this is a very bad situation. I mean, taking the mick out of a disabled person is never a good idea, trust me. I've been there. I haven't really. That was a joke. Doesn't matter. Um, what I will say, getting away from that very quickly, is that I feel like you're very unfortunate here. This wasn't your fault. Everyone else knew apart from you. How were you to know? Everyone else was bantering around making jokes, but no, at that one point, you were somehow supposed to clock that this wasn't a jokey time. I don't know about that. I feel like you were in the right. Look, I get why they fired you and all, but I just don't really see how it's fair. The good news is though, guys, is that a few days after this post, OP posted an update and the conclusion to this story is fantastic. Here we go. First of all, thank you to everyone who made me laugh. The first time someone joked about me accepting the friend request, marrying Amy, and taking my revenge by inheriting the company made me uncomfortable. By the third time I saw it mentioned, I couldn't help but laugh. A lot of you gave me good advice. I appreciate those who talked about legal action and what options I had. Unfortunately though, I was still on orientation with my company, which is like a probationary period. During that time, they can let me go for any reason. They could fire me for wearing the wrong color socks if they wanted. I had to sign an agreement to get employed, which stated I understood this. There's literally nothing I can do legally. At the end of the day, I decided to go and have some drinks with a good friend, talk things out and see what he would do. Dave's been my best friend since we were in elementary school. We've probably spent more time together than some actual brothers. Dave was firmly on the side of accept the friend request, apologize, and clear your conscious man. I'm getting us another round of shots. He knows me better than anyone, and he knows that the guilt would eat me alive. In fact, I posted it here on Reddit because it bothered me. I decided to take his advice, and everyone's here who pushed me for that as well, especially the ones that DM'd me. So that's what I did. I accepted the friend request. I immediately messaged Amy. I said I shouldn't have made that joke about anyone's work. It was unprofessional and I was sorry. It took her a while to respond, but when she finally did, she thanked me for my apology, but said she sent me the request because she wanted to apologize since I lost my job over it. I said she didn't owe me an apology and there was another long pause before she asked if she could copy and paste something to me. I wasn't sure what it was, but I said, yeah, of course. She pasted a generic message, but one she'd clearly spent some time on. I don't want to type it out word for word, but I'll paraphrase. Hi, my name is Amy. Please forgive me if I'm slow to respond to you. I suffered a brain injury when I was a little girl and it takes me a while to type things out. There was more to it, but that's the basic stuff. 
I responded saying it was not a problem and she could take all the time that she needed. Amy and I ended up messaging back and forth until almost 3 a.m. No, we didn't fall in love. We aren't going on a date. I'm not gonna marry her for revenge so I can take her dad's company. However, I do think I'd like to be friends with her. Not because I feel bad for her, but because she's a genuinely nice person. And honestly, everyone could use a few friends like that. We spent a lot of time talking about her. That's just the direction it went. So I asked questions since she seemed comfortable talking about it. Amy was in a car accident when she was a kid. She was in the car with her mum and they were hit by a drunk driver coming back from a birthday party for one of her classmates. Her mum didn't make it and Amy suffered a brain injury that impacts her motor skills because it makes it difficult for her to speak and do simple things like getting dressed, making coffee, etc. People assume she's mentally challenged. She was put in special ed because of it, but worked really hard and graduated from high school. She even wanted to go to college, but her dad didn't think it was a good idea. Her life has been difficult because it's hard for her to communicate with people. By the time she can get a fully formed sentence out, the conversation is over. She can type, slowly, but most people don't want to type when they're face to face. She even admitted that when she's not at work, she'll sometimes carry a tablet and pretend she's mute because that's just easier. We eventually circled back to the drawing and my terrible response to it. She wasn't that offended by my response because she assumed I didn't know. She got upset, primarily, because she knew all hell was about to break loose and she had no way to communicate with anyone. She was so upset when she found out I got fired and she tried to talk to her dad, but he wouldn't listen to her. She's fully aware that a lot of people at the company just pretend to be nice to her because she's the owner's daughter, but she does have a few friends at the satellite office where she works who better understand her disability. She gets frustrated because she can't truly contribute anything, but is happy when they're able to find busy work for her to do. It might take her all day to do something another person could do in a couple of hours, but it's better than sitting around bored all day. She knows she's a burden and a bother to her dad when he's around, but he's her dad and she loves him. She wishes every single day that she was a daughter he could be proud of rather than a burden. She tries talking to him via emails and texts, but he usually doesn't respond. If they're in the same location, he'll just walk over and respond verbally, which is frustrating because that becomes a one-sided discussion with her unable to do anything but give simple one-word answers like yes or no. She also thanked me for helping with her coffee. She said that when she was younger, she tried to do everything by herself and would get mad when people helped her, but now she's learned to appreciate the few who do. Most just stand there and look away, pretending to patiently wait for her to do it on her own. Now, it was getting late for both of us at this point, really late. It takes her a long time to respond to messages, there's misspellings. I get why someone would assume she's mentally challenged. I myself referred to her in my first post as having childlike mannerisms, which was a misunderstanding on my part. When she tries to force words quickly or emphasize something, she gets really loud, which makes her sound just like a toddler rather than an adult trying to have a conversation. We ended our talk last night, agreeing to talk again sometime. She asked if I'd watched the first episode of House of Dragon yet, which I have, and she asked if I'd like to talk about it after she watches it. I told her I'd love to. So that's it. That is the update. I'm sorry to those who expected me to steal her dad's company, but I'm definitely not doing that. Talking to Amy did make me feel a lot better though. I don't know how I'm going to handle the whole firing thing at my next interview, but a few of you guys suggested I just leave a gap on my resume and I may just do that. I doubt there will be any further updates, but at least this has a happier ending than my first post. You know what, it's just a shame really that the owner acted so quickly and harshly as he seems to do with a lot of things when, you know, firing you from the company 
Because as Amy said, you're one of the few people who are actually nice and help her rather than just standing around being awkward, not really knowing what to do, ultimately achieving nothing. Like surely for a company, you'd want your employees to be exactly like that but you were told that you're not gonna fit in. It's very strange. A little bit of patience, this all could have been sorted out, but unfortunately it seems like Amy's dad has no patience and has had no patience with her since the accident. And that is truly tragic. Am I the butthole for helping my brother run away from his wedding? I have two older brothers. This is about the middle one. Our parents divorced when I was very young due to our mother's insane jealousy. At first, my dad was able to handle it, but when she started making comments about me wanting to be like his wife, he had enough. She quickly rebounded with a guy with two kids and had shared custody for a while. But when my dad got remarried, she went crazy, calling his new wife every horrible name and claiming he was cheating on her while they were married. I was always closer to my brothers and dad than my mum because she was always very mean to me. Long story short, my stepmom died in a bad car accident and my dad called her in the middle of the night, letting her know he'd pick us up earlier so we could attend the funeral. And she decided to take us on a fun trip to celebrate something. It was the happiest we've ever seen her. And when we realized what happened and started crying, she told us only worthless people cry for whores. Needless to say, things went nuclear and my dad asked for full custody with visitation for her. He always left the line of communication open and paid for us to visit her when she moved away, but it was still very bad. And as soon as we turned 18, we started to lower contact with her. Last time we saw her was my high school graduation, where she made a point of letting everyone who would hear that we were ungrateful kids and her boyfriend would call us bad names too. I've been non-contact since then. My brother Sam started dating his ex three years ago. She's heard all the stories and the reasons we are no contact, but she believes we're just dramatic. They had many issues due to her opinions, but she eventually seemed to drop the you need to reconcile with your mother crusade. During the wedding planning, there was no indication of things going wrong or fishy but then we got to the church and lo and behold mum her boyfriend and his two kids were sitting at the front i immediately panicked and called my brothers sam thought maybe somehow she found out and wanted to crash so he called his then fiance to let her know of the potential drama but she told him it was fine since she invited them sam hung up and asked me to go and get him while my oldest brother dealt with things at the church we went home and barricaded ourselves there even when his ex her family friends etc came to try and make sense with him Mum's boyfriend even called and said he always knew we were worthless now that the dust has settled most of sam's friends are on his side and so is most of our family our dad's family Sam's fiance's parents already threatened to sue for the money they paid if he didn't marry her. But Sam says he'd rather just pay them back for their contribution than marry someone that betrayed him. My nuclear family 100% supports Sam, but the backlash has been huge. All right then, you might be thinking that's a very abrupt ending to that post, um, and I agree, it is. But what if I were to tell you that this entire episode that you're listening to and watching right now is all about this same story? What I've just showed you is the very beginning of this. There is so much more to come. There are edits, updates, the entire story is just absolutely bamboozling. It is mental. It involves fake pregnancies, fake abortions, crazy family meetings, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Strap in, this entire story is mental, and here's the first edit so first off despite some people commenting about it no she has not apologized she even went so far as to text my oldest brother joe that she thought that inviting my mom would be a good wedding present from my brother to her since she values family now my dad bought them a house as a wedding present but only sam is on the deed she did have keys for when they moved there but they just had the locks changed today and joe and some cousins are taking everything sam owns from her flat during this week we aren't worried about being sued but we'll consult a lawyer just in case 
We also heard that mum and her family are still in town, but since we're all staying at our childhood home for a few days, we don't care. My dad is sad that Sam is heartbroken, but is trying to cheer him up along with my boyfriend and sister-in-law. I actually had to delete and deactivate my social media because I kept getting nasty comments and messages, but the more people learn the reason Sam ran away, the less it gets. I'm still sorry that she felt humiliated, but my brother comes first. I also asked Joe about the church aftermath after I went to get Sam and it was just as I expected it. He says he stood up in front of everybody and told them Sam wasn't coming and to please go home. And all of their gifts delivered to our side of the family will be given back ASAP. Sam's fiance was still outside the church when someone in her family informed her and she started screaming and crying and calling Sam nonstop. Mum tried to talk to Joe, but he didn't even look at her. And when she couldn't get a reaction out of him, she started crying loudly and lamenting how horrible we are to her. And some people started consoling her. This is her MO, but Joe and his wife didn't care. When they went out of the church, Sam's fiance was expecting them and demanding to see Sam, but Joe said no. Then she demanded to know what to do with the party, and he said if she didn't want the venue, he would arrange for the food to be donated to the staff so it wouldn't go to waste. Everybody was screaming except Joe because he didn't want to give mum the satisfaction. Joe and his wife came home after stopping at the supermarket and some fast food joints, and we've been inside like we're kids again, plus two more members. We asked Sam if he wanted them to go, but he said he wanted them there. We'd all taken time off to spend family time after the wedding anyway, so it's not a problem at the moment. When his fiance, now ex, came to the gates, we knew she was not going to use the venue. So my sister-in-law called them with Sam's info, told them to take the food, and also sent them some tips for their trouble. It seems that we will get back all the alcohol that my dad paid for, so we'll have a very drunk end of the year. A couple of people commented asking why our dad ever married our mum. And the answer is he really loved her and believed that she was the nicest person ever. It turns out she wasn't, but she knew that nobody, except I guess her nasty new husband, would marry her unless she pretended to be nice. My dad considered staying with her until we were adults, but she kept getting worse. She used to get very nice and he thought she was changing and then she'd go back. As per Sam's ex, we have no doubt that she believes mum is a nice person that has ungrateful children because she's extremely charming and for some people, it's funny to make fun of others as long as it's not directed at them, but it still doesn't excuse Sam's ex. The only person Sam gave an explanation to was his boss, who was at the church. But he's very understanding and was pretty shocked about what mum had put us through since we're a fairly adjusted happy people. Our dad said that it was a shock for all of us and we can stay home as long as we need. Sam is moving home for the time being. I showed my family my original post on Reddit and they're moved by your niceness. But Sam wants you all to know that his ex wasn't showing any concerning behaviors and he truly believed that she understood his upbringing. He's agreed to talk to her and her parents today, but only if it's at our home and we are there to support him. So it's gonna be an interesting visit. Well then, that concludes the first post. Now that was posted last year, November the 1st. And um, you know, I know what you're thinking. I wanna know what happened in this meeting and don't worry. Just one day later on November the 2nd, OP posted the very first update. I was wondering why Sam accepted the meeting after not even talking to her, but it turns out she sent videos and photos of all his things on the floor to his best friend Tom and told him that Sam either talked to her or she would burn and destroy it all. Tom came to visit Sam, told him what happened, and they informed her they need access to the flat before anything happens. Tom, Joe, a couple of cousins, and my boyfriend went and took his clothes, electronics, and important paperwork. Sam said he didn't care about the rest, 
impressed and even made a little joke about them being the fastest moving crew he knew. The meeting was, for lack of a better word, a ridiculous event. She came with her parents and sisters, tried to talk to Sam alone, but when he didn't allow it, she just started talking. Not once did she apologize. She said it's not her fault that we don't understand the value of a real family and we were raised to hate mothers. That her only intention was for Sam to learn the value of a mother because she was scared he would take her children away from her because that is what he was taught to do. Sam didn't say anything until she threw the this family is like a cult and you are a terrible father looking at my dad as you may imagine this is a sore spot for all of us and we don't allow insults towards our dad under any circumstance sam just unloaded about how she was a hateful liar he was disgusted he ever touched even her hand he was grateful to the universe that i'm chronically early to everything he told her staying with a cheating husband as her mum does is nothing to be proud about He said she pretended to be nice just so he would marry her, unloaded all the minor things that he was willing to overlook because he truly did love her, or at least who he thought she was. He said he'd never forgive her for the hurt she caused his siblings, but he doesn't hate her because that would require him to spend energy thinking about her, and she doesn't get that. At the end, he said she had enough time to clear things, and since she has acted like a victim, he'll be the one to let everybody know why he didn't show. It was brutal but cathartic and necessary for Sam. Her parents said nothing but were very red. She was crying. Her sisters attempted to defend her and their parents' relationship and were kind of expecting my whole family to argue too, but we didn't. Then Sam told his ex's dad that he could sue if he wanted to, but if he did, Sam would expose all of his family's dirty laundry to the world and he doubts he wants that. Amazingly, the dad still argued that Sam could try and make amends and marry his ex because you're not getting any younger and all families fights, I've never rolled my eyes harder. The rest of the meeting was about logistics for the return of the wedding gifts already received, stopping the harassment from their family, the cancellation and refund of the honeymoon, the changing of the locks. Sam's ex just kept crying and trying to talk to Sam, but he was in business mode and didn't want anything from her. He only replied to her directly when she said she was keeping her engagement ring with nobody asked for it. They left without issues. Sorry, I've got to interrupt. Sam is handling this so well, what a G. When the booze was delivered, mum and her husband sneaked through the gate when we opened it. She said she just wanted to talk to her babies and my dad asked her to leave. She kept screaming that he raised us wrong and we just embarrassed her with our behavior. She couldn't believe we were such bad people and we should start making amends with her because clearly we lack maternal love. She got that right and this was the pathetic result. At that point, Joe went out and told her to leave since the police were on their way. She took that as an opportunity to cry since it's the first time in about a decade that he's talked to her and she tried to sweet talk him into going to grab dinner with her and her husband. But of course, Joe just told her to leave and the only news he ever wanted to hear related to her was the one about her funeral so he could go and celebrate. Hugh hysterical crying and screaming from the husband, demanding an apology and threatening to hit Joe. Dad and Joe went back inside and left them there until we saw they left and closed the gates. It's hard for some people to understand why we react like we do, but the things I wrote about our mother are just like the tip of the iceberg. Dad wasn't exactly proud of what Joe said, but he understood he needed to let it out, and he was speaking for all of us. Yeah, maybe that makes us bad people, but we truly don't want to see this woman ever again. We're all going to have some family therapy besides our individual ones. Sam doesn't want the house anymore, but my dad says to take it slowly, and the first step is to mend his hearts. We've had horror movie marathons and some Disney classics sprinkled here and there. 
We also had a drama bingo thing going on of all the things that could possibly happen because I guess we are truly dramatic after all. We love each other and we're raised to treat people well, but we can be petty when pushed. I also feel better knowing she humiliated herself. And while I wouldn't wish to be left at the church to anybody, I would do it again because I love my brother more than I feel bad for her. We'll be going on a family trip eventually, but right now we will continue our staycation. Also, to the person that said Joe is a hero, his siblings couldn't ask for a better brother and friend. We've read everything so far. Thank you for letting me vent, the awards, the PMs. I'm sorry if my English has not been up to standard. This family is Spanish, by the way, guys. Joe and Sam's names are obviously fake too. But, Daniela, go f*** yourself. Mental, we've just had a uh, an ex-fiance name reveal. I thought this post was going to be pretty anonymous the whole time. I'm pretty sure that OP has been using fake names the entire time. But no, as you'll see, as these updates continue and continue, uh, anonymity kind of goes out the window. Anyway, let's carry on. This is where the story really takes a turn for the, I don't even know, I was going to say worse, but maybe mental is a better word to use here. All right then, now this update takes place just a few days later on November the 6th. Okay, this week has been really chaotic. Those who said to be prepared for the pregnancy tactic were incredibly accurate. She posted it online. People were freaking out again and calling Sam, asking him if it was true. Sam called her and asked that she deleted it, but she continued claiming that she was pregnant. He asked her to delete it and to come and talk about it. She did delete it, met up with Sam, and somehow this crazy woman thought he wanted her back. I went with Sam and she was very happy until she saw me enter the place. She started crying, holding her stomach, and when Sam asked if she was really pregnant, she said yes and told him she didn't want her child to be from a broken family. Sam told her they were going to the doctor immediately to know for sure, and she cried even more, screaming he didn't trust her. Long story short, she isn't pregnant, but she posted that Sam was forcing her to have an abortion and that she was devastated. As you may imagine, this was a horrible thing to say. People are calling Sam because they're so whiplash from the drama, they don't know what to believe anymore. When my sister-in-law, Anna, Joe's wife, found out about Daniela's posts and the meeting, she called Daniela. I'm unsure what was said in that conversation, but I've also never seen Anna this angry. The posts have been taken down, but Anna wrote an email with all relevant information, including that Daniela was never pregnant, and sent it to everybody in the wedding list. This morning, we heard Daniela had a breakdown after leaving voicemails, telling Sam if she couldn't be with him, she wanted to die. This is another tactic straight out of our mother's playbook. And Sam simply called the police and told them what happened. Her family forced her into therapy and she's in observation right now. It brings us no pleasure that it came to this, but we don't want to get involved anymore. We're also changing our numbers. Already requested it. Our mother emailed Anna, threatening to sue her for defamation regarding the email blast but we're not worried about that either. Anna's parents are amazing and they've made it perfectly clear they are on our side and 100% agree with the way she handled things. Joe was enraged, but Anna convinced him to let it go and simply move on. Mother's husband has been a peach as usual. Dad is considering a restraining order, but they're not great in our country. We did have a get together at home yesterday and it was a lot of fun. There was karaoke, dancing, nice food and drinks, games, and a bouncy house because why not? We love them. Most people avoided the topic of the wedding and the social media posts, but those who brought them up did tactfully. Dad had already given away a lot of the alcohol to his employees. They got to choose what they wanted and got a bottle each. He's also adding bottles into his Christmas baskets this year. We're going to spend the holidays together and traveling. I suggested to Sam about maybe repainting the house, but he just doesn't want to live there. He'll rent it. I made a joke about me simply eloping or not having a proper wedding to avoid drama. And Joe told me in no uncertain terms, I get the biggest party ever if I choose to. 
so yeah he's still the best so that is the end of update two now after that point we didn't hear anything from op for about a month and a half so update three is coming on the 22nd of december 2021 sam is doing well he's taking time off for work his boss is very understanding about him needing time and told him he can always come back he's still living with dad and has his savings so he's not worried about that aspect He's running now and decided to run the marathon next year. He's more and more his goofy self and is doing renovations at home. Or in other words, dad and Sam are trying to paint some rooms and do murals. It's hilarious and they have a lot of fun. Now, Daniela wrote him a letter, but he sent it back. The house was put on the market as a rental and he's okay with it. I am engaged. It turns out it's been months in the making. And when I made the joke about eloping, my future husband, Matt, panicked that i discovered the plan he spoke with sam who already knew of the plans because he didn't want to make him uncomfortable but sam said it would actually make him uncomfortable if he didn't he also spoke with joe and my dad and my dad made him sweat when he asked my hand saying it was not his to give but they say it was all in good fun it happened earlier this month i'm very excited but not as much as my dad he says he wants to walk me down even if it is a civil wedding while my news is amazing i believe the other big news is better joe and anna have been on the adoption list for a while and as of a couple of weeks ago they have a baby she is the most beautiful sweet best baby ever the adoption is final as it is usually in our country for newborn or almost newborn babies we knew they wanted to adopt for a while so when they told us about the baby being officially theirs there was a lot of crying but happy crying dad's in full grandpa mode and even as bad as something's got this year this is the best thing that happened to our family in years Mum did learn about the baby and demanded an introduction she's been served our version of an order of protection she's never putting her eyes on her if we can help it i guess that's the bad news Due to the new COVID, we decided to stay home. Now with a new addition, we wouldn't travel, of course. We had a Christmas slash welcome baby slash baby shower slash engagement small gathering last weekend, which Joe and my niece didn't attend since she's too young, but they were there via Zoom. We all agreed to give Sam some goof gifts such as t-shirts, mugs, sweatshirts, etc. of Julia Roberts, since you know he is the runaway bride of the family. The reason Joe and I are considering moving is that we live in flats at the moment and we want to live in houses. We're still shaken up and we know we have work to do, but we know we have so much and we want to focus on that because the negative is in the minority. And no matter what happens, I'm always grateful for my family. I believe this will be the last update, folks. I know the last ones have been mainly drama-free and might not be as exciting, but we aim for that. Now, if you believe what OP is saying, then I'll be honest with you guys, you believe wrong because just a few days ago, September the 5th, 2022, there was a final update. Okay, let's do the kind of bad news first. Daniela came back with a swing that we were not expecting. She is now pregnant and is claiming to whomever would listen that Sam is the dad. Sadly for her, it is literally impossible for him to be the father since he wasn't even in the country when the baby would have been conceived, but she's got no way of knowing that. Sam has offered repeatedly to have a paternity test, but she refuses. Sam is safe legally, he just feels bad for her baby. Daniela's dad did sue Sam for emotional distress of two of his daughters, Daniela and the one the boyfriend left, but nothing happened since Joe dealt with it. Surprise, Joe is a lawyer. It's relevant info for this catch-up, I promise. Sam decided not to do anything against him since he has too much on his plate and feels pity for the family. Mum still insisted on meeting the baby, but that's never gonna happen. She undusted one of her favorite tactics, 
she has cancer. She contacted Joe and Anna through their work emails and begged them to help out with meeting the baby since she's so sick and would most likely need a transplant of something, etc. You see, this is like the fifth time that she's had cancer, but in reality, she's had cancer a total of zero times. She loves the attention, the suffering, the drama, and all that good stuff that bad people like to bring out of others. We never believed her, of course. But what we didn't expect was that she would make a fool of herself when she contacted Anna's mum on Facebook. Anna's mum is a lovely, good Catholic lady, so my mum must have assumed that she'd be easy to manipulate. She told her about her cancer and how heartbroken she was not to meet Joe and Anna's baby. Anna's mum proceeded to ask a couple of questions about the diagnosis and treatment, which made no sense, as expected. Then she blocked her and posted the screenshots on her wall. It's like high school drama, only with older folks with hilarious comebacks. The baby is otherwise very happy and very healthy, and the only controversy regarding her was the question of what Rita would be called. Now, Rita is OP's dad's girlfriend. This is not by Rita, but by our mother, who claimed Rita had no right to be called Grandma. Joe and Anna talked with Rita, and they all agreed, for all intents and purposes, that she is Grandma Rita, and Mum can do nothing about it. Sam's doing well. He quit his job and started something on his own. He's still living at the family home, renting the other house, and kind of seeing someone. She's nice, knows about all the stuff, makes amazing cakes, knows how to knit. We like her, so we're both positive and cautious. They are taking it slow, but it's nice to see him with someone like this. He also kept on painting rooms with dad, and the results are, please remember I love these two, embarrassingly funny, ridiculous, and like something you do in kindergarten. Dad got COVID for the first time, and he got so scared that he decided to update his will. That's why Joe's profession is important. They wanted Sam and I to know about it when they finished it up. Everything he owns is divided in four, his kids and the other quarter to any grandchildren. However, the family house is not to be divided and is going to be put on my name soonish. I was a bit confused, but Joe and dad discussed it and wanted me to have it, if and only if Sam agreed. He did and is very happy about it. They didn't really offer many explanations other than it was the right thing to do. I sense a little because I'm the baby there, but it's okay. Joe bought a house in the same neighborhood as our family home. Thus, even if they are not in the same block or anything, they are close by. We, Matt and I, are not buying anything anymore since I'll be getting the house and it would make no sense. We moved to the family home and it's been interesting but nice. Dad has started semi-retirement and spending more days at Rita's so it works for everybody. Sam will of course get to stay there as long as he wants but his murals will have to go. We're still engaged, still happy, still enjoying babysitting and still not pregnant but we've got a cat during the spring. We're planning a December wedding and couldn't ask for a better end of the year. So that's it, no drama or at least not huge drama. We're moving forward and healing continuously, which is the way we like it. And there we go. As of the date of recording, the 7th of September, that is the last up that we've had. Um, Thoroughly enjoyed that story from start to finish. You're right, OP. The drama did kind of get less and less, but I guess that's what you wanted to see. And it turned into just a nice family story, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Let me know in the comments down below, guys. Do you like these sort of videos where it's more of a series or a chronology, a progression of events and stories rather than just bang, 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 I'm the butthole, I'm the butthole, I'm the butthole, random things. I looked at this post and I thought, you know what? Yeah, there's some great drama at the start and it gets a little bit calmer as we go, but it's just a nice story. And sometimes I don't want to read stories that are just mental every second. It's nice to chill out, relax, and watch a family's cool progression over a year and a half. Do you agree? Let me know. 
Loved it. See you soon. Am I the butthole for dumping my ex publicly and not paying him back for the engagement ring? I just want to say this is going to sound insane, but I'm not trolling or making it up. Me and this guy were together for three years. We're 19 now. We never talked about the future until a year in. Before then, I tried to discuss it and he would change the subject. In short, I wanted kids. He didn't. I wanted to stay in Ireland. He didn't. I wanted to get married. He didn't. When I realized it was a bad match, I broke it off. But he asked to get back together, saying we were too young to worry about the future, and we got back together. This happened a few times over the next 18 months, and in this time, we probably spent more time apart than together. We knew early on that we wanted different things, and while marriage and kids are something I would want further down the line, I wasn't concerned about his open dislike of marriage and kids, because 19 is too young to get married anyway. If I were dating him 10 or 15 years from now, and he didn't want to get married, then I might have an issue. But when I'm barely out of my teens, it's not a huge concern, and just loving him and wanting to be with him is enough. When I went to see him this time, I was again considering breaking up with him. Aside from the long-term issues, he's also inconsiderate and has a mean streak that I really don't like. So when I arrived at his place, mentally debating breaking up with him for good this time, and he told me he wanted to take me out to dinner, I assumed he wanted to break up too publicly so i wouldn't cause a scene i don't normally cause a scene but being in public tends to prevent yelling and we both yell every time we break up in the last year he's asked me two things that looking back now stand out to me first he asked about jewelry what kind of stuff i liked and what my taste was i assumed it was because my birthday was coming up and he was getting me a bracelet or something so i told him simple and delicate silver or steel rather than gold If there was a color then blue nothing flashy or expensive as both my job prefers plain jewelry and it's just my personal preference i also said go cheap the other thing he asked me was how i felt about public proposals i told him immediately that i personally disliked them as i felt i wouldn't be able to say no even if i wanted to i feel like public proposals are okay when they've been specifically requested and agreed on but one that's totally out of the blue is not okay at all i assumed he was asking about this because his friend had just proposed to his girlfriend of several years publicly and she'd accepted but admitted to him after that she would have preferred something private i never thought in a million years that he would propose so you can imagine my shock when we went to dinner and the first thing he did was propose the ring was huge gold gaudy red gems around a diamond and the whole thing was the size and shape of a super bowl ring he got on one knee and held it out to me we were in the middle of this popular restaurant and the place was packed everyone there could see what was going on and wasn't even trying to hide that they were looking at us i said no well i didn't so much say no i ran out of the restaurants He drove me there, so I got a cab back and drove home that night. I realized running out wasn't the best thing to do, but I didn't know what else to do. I could feel everyone's eyes on me, and all I knew was that I didn't want to marry him or accept his proposal. I felt like I couldn't even speak. I was so upset about the whole thing, so I just got up and ran. I just want to take the opportunity to say here that I really, really don't care about the rings. Honestly, when I want to get married, which is absolutely not when I'm 19 years old, the right person could just turn to me and say, want to get married? And I'd say yes, I wouldn't even need a ring. I know I'm focusing on the ring and the public proposal a lot, but that's only because of one, how far away it was from what I told him my taste was, and two, what happened next. I didn't hear from him until a few weeks later. He said that he thought a proposal was something I'd want, but he saw now that it wasn't. He said that he was out of pocket for the rings. He'd bought us both the same one and got on them engraved. He linked me to the jeweler's website and the ring was up for 1,450 euros. That's about $1,600, 1,300 pounds. So a decent amount there for a ring. 
When I asked why he was telling me this, he said that he'd hoped I would cover the cost of mine. He said that as they'd been engraved, he couldn't get a refund. He'd hoped that I would say yes to the proposal, in which case he wouldn't have asked me to pay, but I said no. He also said I'd embarrassed him by saying no in public, and I should have said yes, and if I was really against it, waited to say no when we were alone. We both live in small towns where gossip spreads at church. Enough people were at the restaurant that night that both of us got asked about it at church on Sunday. He has since messaged me saying he's debating calling in a lawyer to sue me for the cost of my ring And he also says that i've caused him emotional distress by turning him down in public And have publicly humiliated him for both rejecting his proposal in public and leaving him to deal with the church gossip Which I had no part in spreading He says he can also get some money off me over those other two things So 1450 euros for what he spent on my ring and extra money for emotional distress and public humiliation I think his legal claims are all bs and he wouldn't have a leg to stand on in a court of law but i'm not a law student or a lawyer he is studying law currently and has an internship at a legal firm what do i do about all this do i need to prepare myself for a lawsuit or is it not even worth worrying about thanks in advance and then a couple of quick edits edit one he knew i wanted to get married but not to him he not only knew this but said he had no intention of marrying me either he openly despised marriage right up until the time he proposed and he knows that we want different things out of marriage and i told him that this was why i was breaking up with him at the times before this that i've ended the relationship during the course of our relationship he's also said stuff like we're still too young to think about marriage it's not like we're getting married and my favorite it's not like i'm gonna propose that one was last april and a final edit his mother has reached out to me apologizing for her son's actions she said that nothing will come of this and that she raised an idiot well if nothing else at least his mum is self-aware because my goodness he definitely isn't what an idiot no obviously you're not the butthole in the story i mean i don't even need to answer that question but i guess that is the point in the subreddit that is obvious i mean there's just so much stuff to unpack first of all he's getting annoyed that you publicly humiliated him when he was the one who proposed in public that was his decision if he was ever worried about that don't do it in public secondly suing you for something that he bought you um and didn't tell you that he wanted you to pay the cost i mean even if he didn't want you to pay the cost you can't sue for a gift or a present or a ring that is ridiculous and third of all he's an idiot because i can't even work out what he was trying to do the entire time why did he keep saying to you i don't want to get married i don't want to propose and then propose at the age of 19 how does that make any sense i don't even know what his intention was there an idiot of a man my dad gave the business to my brother so i left am i the butthole my older brother who is 30 went to university and then worked in the city as an accountant i am a 27 year old man and i started to work for my dad as a plumber at 15 and went to college to get my qualifications in plumbing and gas about the time covid started my brother moved back from the city and started working for my dad in accounting my dad has been unwell for the last four years due to asbestosis it's been really hard on the family and he's getting worse but is still loving life I've been running the business for the last two years. We've expanded and now have 50 vans in the fleets and one qualified and one trainee allocated to each van. COVID was hard in the beginning, but we've bounced back. My dad still works on tools with me on Fridays. A half day, then back to my place for some beers. Friday is the only day I'm on tools now as I'm doing everything to run the business. Well, last month, my dad told the family that he's stepping down from the business due to health 
and wants to spend more time with my mother and is giving the business to my brother and for me to step down from acting ceo this upset me i've been with the business for 12 years at the beginning it was only me and my dad my brother never wanted to be in the business he said it wasn't worth his time and now he's the boss and i've been dumped back to a heating engineer with a 20k pay cut He doesn't have any clue what we do or how to do it I spoke to my dad and he told me that my brother deserves it for all he's done That he is a family and I don't and that he went to uni A lot of the other workers are upset about the decision and have told me that they will go where I go I told my dad that if that is how he feels then I will leave and start my own business I've not spoken to my dad or brother since and I've told them to never contact me For the last month, I've had thousands of calls and messages from family saying some very hurtful things and telling me I'm ungrateful for what I have. So, am I the butthole? Now, I think it's pretty clear, at least in my opinion, that Opie is not the butthole in this situation. He's just been shafted by his father. No, not in that way, but who knows? Maybe that goes on. Anyway, let's skip straight to an edit and then an unbelievable update. I want to say thank you to everyone for your kind words. There are so many to reply to. I will do my best to thank you all. To hear my father tell me in his own way he doesn't think I'm good enough was hard. And for my family to take his and my brother's side was even harder. In the morning, I will contact the large clients I've worked with over the last six years. I know we had some sites postponed due to COVID, big money, and I'll try and take them over. I have 20 of my colleagues wishing to come work for me and I've saved nearly all the money I've earned over the last 12 years. So I think I've got enough to get myself up on my feet. Okay then, update one. I want to inform everyone that I'm not starting a business to destroy my brother. As much as I want to, I've spent almost 13 years building it and I don't want to see anyone out of a job or for the business to die. It's about 5 a.m. in England and you've all helped me so much. I'm going to be going over to talk to my father at about 8 a.m. and take him out for breakfast and a chat. I'm not sure if I'll get a proper answer from him, but I do love my family and I want my future kids to know them. I'll update more after the events later today. Update 2. As I said in one of the comments, I believe my family had found my post and they had. This morning when I arrived at my parents' house, my mum opened the door and looked like she'd been crying a lot. My dad came over to talk to me and we went out for breakfast. He didn't say a word on the way there or when we arrived, but on the way back, he asked if we could pull over and talk. I can honestly say this was the first time that I'd seen my dad cry. I asked him why he did this to me and he said he doesn't know. I kept pushing and he finally told me he owed it to my brother for not being about for him as much as me when we were growing up. And there were times that my brother needed him, but he was working. I couldn't believe it. After 12 years of hard work, that was his reasoning. I told my father I spent half my life working to do everything for the business and now he's thrown me to the side just because he's hurt his son in the past. He told me that he's seen the post that I put up and to my surprise, he wasn't mad. He actually seemed remorseful. He told me my mother has been in pieces after reading the comments about how bad he treated me and he thinks I'll never talk to them again. My dad told me after reading it all, he realized he should have split the business between me and my brother. It will need both of us to keep progressing and he apologizes to me for never telling me how proud he was of everything i'd done and he thought i knew how proud he was but my brother has full control my father has no say anymore and my brother would never go 50 50. he tells me he wants me to go back as my brother would need me i told him that's not my problem anymore after he demoted me and cut my pay I tried to make it work for three weeks, but my brother wouldn't listen. He didn't believe that I knew what I was talking about, telling me he knows how to run a business. So I left. Why work my butt off there when I could do the same work and make more money for myself? 
My dad broke down saying that he destroyed the family and he should never have done what he did I don't understand why it took this long for him to realize I was such a valuable piece in the company update three As I said, I've had a couple of zoom calls with some clients today and they've gone very well I've been informed that they will all be sending signed proposal letters for the up-and-coming work Lucky the site start dates don't clash. That was one of the main things I was worried about Three of my colleagues have now left the business and have spoken to my dad Informing him about why they left and that they will be coming to work with me under their own choice To hear them tell me this meant a lot They all have between five and ten years more experience in the industry at the moment I have all we need to start a new business with the three vans I own and the tools that I've built up over the years I'm looking forward to the new venture in my life and I can't wait to share this with my children when I have them Then I received a call from my father asking me to come over for dinner I was unsure at first, but I thought it was probably a step in the right direction on arrival My whole family was there. I went in and the atmosphere dropped My mum wouldn't look at me and my brother just sat there acting as if I didn't exist My dad came and asked me and my brother to go into his office He started to ask when I was going to return to the company as they need me in early monday morning I couldn't even believe what I was hearing I told them both i'm not coming back and i've started my own company and what does he even mean you gave the business to him my brother my brother started to lose his temper telling me if i cared about the company why would i leave i said some very choice words before telling him that i've always cared for the company and spent 12 years of my life working to make it successful unlike him who swans in takes all the glory and that i'm not going to sit there and be treated like that I told him to f off so i could talk to dad and i asked what was this morning all about he tells me he's sorry on the one hand but then expects me to come running back he couldn't even look me in the eye so i left i said goodbye to my cousin my nieces and nephews and i walked out i've been writing for about three hours on and off coming back on here to talk to people i just want to say thank you to everyone for the personal messages comments rewards and all the kind words and encouragement i'll try and message everyone but i'm exhausted and will most likely fall asleep and then we have the final update posted just a few days ago to let you all know this story started over a year ago sorry it's been a while i've had a lot going on in the last couple of weeks i'll try and explain the most i can so the new business is going very well we have a lot of work coming in and we're making good money at the end of the year i'll be looking at expanding so yeah very happy with that me and my fiance are very happy she is very busy planning the wedding of her dreams she wants me to wear a suit but tough luck i'll be in my kilt I couldn't be happier than I am right now, waking up to her every day. She's there for me no matter what and has been my rock through everything. Right then, onto my family. My father and brother still refuse to talk to me and have told me they will not be attending the wedding even though they haven't been invited. My mother has called my fiance but hasn't said much, only to ask about wedding stuff and she won't talk to me. My fiance's family have been amazing. My soon-to-be in-laws have been helping with the wedding and everything else and I'm extremely thankful for everything they've done for us. My other family have now backed off and apologized and want to make amends for everything that was said. Myself and my fiance are set to have our wedding in November. We sat down together and have decided to try having children after we're married. We're both excited to be parents. Well, fair play to you, pal. Sounds like you're getting on with your life very well. Um, I don't know if I'd be able to do the same in your situation. I don't understand how your entire family just instantly turns their back on you. Like, your dad seemed like a nice guy. When I was reading it, I was like, oh, yeah, lovely father and son relationship, working on a business together, all going well, great stuff. You must love each other and get on very well. Apparently not. 
I, I don't really know why even if your dad was really sad about the way he treated your older brother when he was younger You know working too much not giving him enough time. That's one thing and I kind of get maybe like 1% Maximum why he might have thought that he owes it to your older brother to give him the business over you But to then not realize that mistake not understand how valuable you are for that company as you said and to double down and then not speak to you and not even want to go to the wedding and just have no contact with you after all that you've been through just shows how much of a strange person he is i say the same about your mother as well why is she suddenly turning her back on you i don't really get it you've done nothing wrong you're leaving a business where you had a massive pay cut were clearly not valued and you're going to work for yourself and earn a lot more money who would not do that i get it's your family but they treated you horribly all power to you fair play for getting on with your life your family can f off am i the jerk for reporting my boss over a nickname I'm a 31 year old female and I recently started a new job. Well a few months ago It's five guys in the office plus the boss The boss is one of those guys who thinks he has a natural charm that ladies would instantly fall for But he looks like a thumb and has a lot of dumb confidence for making inappropriate comments Even when talking to me about work issues I keep him at arm's length and i'm very professional with my workmates Some days ago I was chasing after a workmate because he was procrastinating sending me a document I went to get him to make me send it and he said, okay So I took his phone opened the messages app and and sent myself the file but looking at it i noticed that he'd saved my number as jessica rabbits i asked him about it confused and he looked at me shocked eyes wide open he just said i'm sorry i didn't let him go though and i interrogated him until he confessed that the boss planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.